welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Labor Day has come and gone. We are not allowed to wear white anymore, which is unfortunate because white was the color that hid all the stains we had on our clothes. But we are going to send the summer out with a bang, ain't we, Zach? With a fucking bang. Bigger bang theory than Kaylee Cuoco could ever handle, ain't that right? Exactly. Fucking the the original Big Bang was a big fucking cum shot. I, I, I you heard it here, folks. Fucking uh, Illuminati exposed. Illuminati, Illuminati exposed. Yeah. How do you think we got the flat Earth? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Tell them. Preach. We are talking about the Savage Steve Holland magnum opus. Some people claim to be its be- his best film. We'll get into that, I guess, a little later on. But we are talking about the one, the only one crazy summer. I guess we probably should have covered this like back in like May, maybe Zach, because I like at the beginning of the movie they're like graduating from uh, from uh, high school. But I guess it's supposed to take place over the course of a summer, so we're still good by doing the summer wrap up with this film. Exactly, baby. Fucking, this movie is so brand new to me. Fucking, uh, I literally opened up the Blu-ray. I fucking bought it just because I like, and I, I've liked fucking uh, uh, Better Off Dead for so long. It was just yeah. like fucking. I didn't even realize they made another movie right after it. Could be like a fucking sequel. And exactly. I was just like, I bought it. Fucking opened it up, and uh, we's doing it, baby. Fucking these motherfuckers. They put a uh, uh, the only special feature on here is the commentary. But they uh-huh. could have just waited a little longer and got ours to put on there, too. Exactly. Yeah, because this just came out on blue. I remember when it came out on blue, like, maybe a year ago. And by the way, we we, we did actually have a uh, listener suggest us uh, through the Podbean website. So, uh, listener, if you're still with us, I don't know if you still are, we are doing this. It, uh, they commented right after we did Better Off Dead, and I said, maybe one day. And Dude, then, the fucking, the Kino cock, the Kino-sized yeah. cock on this fucking viewer that fucking uh, commented. Yeah, that. he's the best. Uh, I would say his name is just one of them fake screen names. So, I mean, (laughs) he knows who he is. (laughs) Or she. I don't know. (laughs) With them names, you can't tell, you know. Fucking either a Kino cock or a Kino clit. Kino size clit in this house. Exactly. So, we're going to get it rolling. Like, this movie, when you hit play, baby, it it don't play around. It's like one second in, you're already in the Warner Brothers logo. So, yeah. So, we got that great cartoonized, uh, hand-drawn Warner Brothers Pictures logo. Uh, which unfortunately they don't use anymore. Uh, Discovery Channel can't figure, can't afford this logo so, anymore. <laughs> and they don't use the one that it becomes even more hand drawn and even more uh, beautiful. We'll exactly. See. So I want to say one, two, three, go. When you hear me say go, please press play on your remotes or your PS3 controllers. Um, yeah. Everybody, one, two, three, go. Fucking hell yeah! Look at that Warner Bros. pictures. Instrumental Ooh. music. Fucking I. I know. Got the, uh, I got the fucking uh, the look at that. It just oh. it got even more beautiful. It got more big budget. Th- this is looking more high budget than. Uh, I love the the captions. David Lee Ross singing Easy Share. We got to mention one of my favorite things about Better Off Dead, which is the director's previous film, was the uh, sequence with uh, where Hamburger came to life and played guitar. He played Van Halen's song Everybody Wants Some, and this time we we don't get Van Halen, but we do get David Lee Roth, which is just as good in my opinion fucking amazing he there's continuity happening between the films he's already fucking establishing a universe so ahead of his fucking time way ahead way more fucking uh, i like the cut of this guy's jib he, he had a he had a fucking he, he had a vision he's not like these fucking hacks at marvel 
who fucking just uh, make movies about guys and ties. He had the idea for like a universe, and he was making these fucking chat ass films uh, that just blow your fucking mind and your and your wad at the same time. Exactly, and I guess we should say it opens up like we don't even really know what's going on at this point in the movie. It's just like some dank ass animation. It's like Spike and Mike's Animation Festival Volume Fourteen. Over you know, here. you know what I realized when I was watching this. Hmm. Fucking, I think this inspired yes. one fucking Thomas Green mm-hmm. to start his movie out the same way, but yep. in a way much more cut back and yeah. uh, like fuck you type of way, almost like he was really just trying to make a movie where he was like mocking the audience like hey they gave me a bunch of money to make a movie isn't that hilarious yeah. such a great movie we need to do that at some point we do everybody in the world the only reason i haven't covered that movie is it seems like everybody in the world wants to come on and do it and it's just like who do you get to do it or, or do you do like three episodes of it with like five people on each show i don't know freddy got finger we need yeah. the sequel freddy got fist fucked you yeah. gotta up the ante that was the, the working title now. for this. Like, yeah. I even freeze-framed this, that poster on the wall he had of, like, that music guy, like, uh, whoever it was, Prince Jesse or whatever. Like, I was like, who is that? I was like, I was like, is that a fake poster? Like, I couldn't, like, it didn't look real. Uh, yeah, he has the cat, and they, they showed the cat Donut Dookie. Fucking, uh, I love Cat Dookie. It's the best-smelling type of Dookie. <laughs> oh, God. It, 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 the, it, it really is the fucking greatest. <laughs> It is. I'm being, oh I'm being ironic. It's the worst. I know. That's, really I remember uh, anytime you uh, you buy a house, you go <laughs> yeah. inside and you smell something that smells terrible. It's like, oh, I bet they had a bunch of cats. That's yeah. fucking great. Amazing. I know. Just one cat can stink out a whole house, let alone if you have two or three. Exactly. And they uh, apparently when they, they lift their buttholes to you, they want oh. you to smell it. Uh, they think we want like like that smell or something. They think we want part of it. I've heard that's a, a true thing. Whenever really? a, a cat does that, they lift their butt towards you. It's because they're offering themselves. I haven't spent because it was so awful. I haven't spent like two hundred bucks on like one of those robot cat scoopers, and then like all it does is scoop it into like a cardboard area where it gathers up and stinks even worse. <laughs> they don't oh, work. Yes. Don't spend Look your at- money on those things. Look, so many parallels between other great Kino classics. We already saw the uh, parallel between Freddy Got Fingers. Yeah. And it was nice of them to include that because it was like years before that movie came out. Clearly, yeah. fucking Savage Steve knew what he was doing. And now we got fucking, it's almost like uh, uh, fucking uh, uh, Son-in-Law. Like fucking, yeah. hear us roar. Fucking, uh, she's getting ready to go move out of the fucking, uh, uh, you know, the, the farm and shit. Hang out with our boy Polly. Yeah, like, they do the high school graduation, which their classmate jumped up to celebrate, and he died. Like, that was weird. But, like, you really... <laughs> this is weird, too, because they talk about, like, uh, John Cusack, who's the main character, his nickname, his na- name or nickname in the movie is Hoops. That's all you ever know him by. They talk about he didn't get his basketball scholarship, but then you find out later he's, like, terrible at basketball. So, like, I never understood the basketball thing was, like, supposed to be real or what. But I need you to explain this joke to me, Zach, because I didn't get it all. I was like... They're depressed because, like, him and his buddy, who is, uh, I think it's Joel David Murray, Bill Murray's brother, like, they're walking out, and, like, everybody, like, all the kids got, like, brand new cars, all get for, like, some kids even got, like, Camaros, and then Hoops has, like, a, like a, like a construction machine or a, a pavement roller waiting for him, and I don't understand that because, like, I don't think that's really real, like, who gave that to him because he just lives with his mom, like, like, I think it's just... Uh, something absurd to put in there 
<laughs> we all remember our first car. Most mm -hmm. people are like, oh, it's a hunk of junk. Fucking, his literally uh, is heavy machinery. He's like yeah. fucking, uh, remember, remember that was a selling point for that show, Alex Mag on Nickelodeon? She can operate heavy machinery. She can turn into a puddle and go underneath the door. She's basically like the T-3000 or whatever model. And the, but like oh yeah she turns into a Capri Sun commercial and she can go underneath the door and then it's like and she can operate heavy machinery and it's like fucking who the fuck cares like that's not hard to do I like this joke though yeah yeah there's like the like they cut to uh, the the little sister of Joel David Murray and she she has an ugly dog by the way that's Ricky's mom from Better Off Dead this this older milf Stacy there is the crossing guard. But, um, I was say that's Ricky Lake, and I was uh, like, "Fucking no. Ricky Lake was Stacy when they made this movie." Damn. Damn. Yeah, like they make fun of this dog, but it's a normal dog, and all it is is like they shaved its hair off. Did you notice that? Like they just yeah. shaved off like big patches of its hair. And these bully girls are making like the pig face, and it's like they say the crossing guard says, "Hey, don't make that face. If somebody slaps you on the back, you'll get stuck." And the the little <laughs> sister does slap him on the back, and like their faces even the doll the cabbage patch doll has like a pig face now i thought that was they a great joke that was actually probably looked, my favorite joke when i watched this again they looked they looked just like fucking uh the the, the crazy creatures from that episode of the twilight zone where I you think say, yeah. they're gonna take the bandage off the girl you think she's gonna be ugly but fucking she's beautiful and it zooms out and we realize that they were all like a fucking amazing kino ass fucking yeah. show it's been a long time since I've seen that episode. Was was the people that was ugly, was that the way they were naturally born, or did they have plastic surgery to get that ugly? I can't remember. Okay, that, that was just the, the natural way, baby. They were all natural. And then when the girl who took this band off, she was a Stacy. They thought she was gross, right? Exactly. They started puking exactly. and masturbating. Exactly. Fuck it. And we got Demi Moore mm -hmm. here. Oh, my God. I love Demi Moore. Uh, Is this around the, this, I can, the fucking... Yeah, I Sorry, don't know yeah. if this is before or after St. Elmo's Fire, but like around that yeah. time. She's a big Stacy with a guitar. She's going to show up and serenade you. Play now, some fucking heart and shit. No, they would never like fully like explain this in the movie. Like, who was this guy? Yeah, here's soups. He can't throw the soda can and trash can. Which I actually do remember, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, gas stations. They, the trash can would just be like an old barrel like that back in the day. But, um. Mm -hmm. They never fully explain it, but she's on the run from like a biker gang, <laughs> and like I'm like, like she says, "Oh, this guy, he was trying to steal my money. You know, it was my money. I I earned it. I saved it up or whatever." But it's just like, like why? Like was this guy with the pink, uh, yeah, pink hair, pink spike hair and mullet? Was that her boyfriend? Was she actually having sex with this ugly ass guy? I don't know. I I see more purple. I see yeah. more purple. Is purple. this guy an SJW? He's got the purple hair. <laughs> he's he's one of those people that complain on Twitter everything, because the, yeah, the, the, the one of the guys does. that Ben is always talking about the purple hairs. Oh yes, oh yes. He's, go, he's got some. He's going to some college and shit. Yeah. Everything that's bad. Fucking Every, going he's to college. Got is some bad. art degree and shit. Yeah. <laughs> that is kind of how they spend it now. I it know. really is. <laughs> it's really weird because. I mean, granted, it's been decades since I've been in college, but when I was in college, everybody in college was, like, the most depraved. Like, even the girls, even the most atheist girls, they were all about just getting drunk on the weekend and getting slammed. Hell, yes. 
They just they just fucking the 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 biker gang had a bunch of money and they they fucking they they ran out. The fucking Demi Moore is now in their car and they're fucking getting away from this biker gang. That's how they meet the, the Demi Moore character. Yeah, and they they pulled out the gas station pump. That was a very Stacy, uh, uh, Chad ass uh, stunt they did there. But it was funny I'm too because getting... like she hid the money in the to the, the whatever paper towel dispenser and Cusack found it, but then he just threw it up in the air to distract the gang so they could run away. It's like, well, the gang had the money at that point. Shouldn't they have stopped chasing them? Exactly. I. <laughs> They make this joke. See, I feel like there's you mentioned that there is a joke you didn't get. I feel like so much of the like because oh, I think I mentioned on the Better Off Dead that uh, a lot of the jokes are kind of like a Naked Gun movie, yeah. like kind of where it's like fucking they're coming at you every time and you're not gonna notice them all the first time. Like I feel like there's so many jokes that I missed because I just watched this for the first time. Well, I know this one, too, he kind of, like, I think it was this one. This was, like, the one where he complained a lot that, like, some, like, shit happened. Like, either with the editing or the budget or something, they couldn't film a lot of shit that they wanted to do. But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. I wonder, uh, to be a fly on the wall and and witness the tension that must have been between the director and John Cusack, because didn't they hate each other at this point? Which is weird because they they like literally like we should say if I'm not mistaken right Better Off Dead came out like around '85 this came out around '86 like they shot two movies back to back and it's mm-hmm. like yeah like I don't know it's just it's just weird that that you know and like I I think if I remember what I was read when we did Better Off Dead I think they like they eventually like kind of patched it up or Cusack was like oh that was overblown but. But yeah, it was like they didn't like each other. But it's weird though because like Cusack did a lot of movies around this time, like you know, and these were like, these are probably his two biggest cult movies that like lived on, but like they weren't really big hits at the time. But in a weird yeah. way, when you watch Cusack and the Savage Steve uh, Holland movies, these characters are like the most Cusack. Like this is what you think of uh, when you think of teenage uh, Cusack movies, you know? Yeah. That's funny, fucking yeah. Apparently, like uh, uh, John Cusack, you know, what he saw the premiere of Better Off Dead, and he was like, "Fucking, that was a piece of shit. You made a fuck out of me. I look like a fuck up." He he was convinced he was gonna be like the fucking next heartthrob. That was kind of gonna be the way he's portrayed in the movie. And then like he was just blown away, which is weird because like you read the script, didn't you? Or right, did you? right. Maybe like, you didn't. Maybe. Like how how could you not? Which by the way, like. Have you ever seen the the movie he did like the year after this, um, called Hot Pursuit? I didn't. Yeah, like it's like, it's it's hard to describe. Like, but it's like it's like these movies, like the Savage Steve movies, but just not nearly as funny. But he's like just as goofball. Like his girlfriend goes on and like uh, some weird like. A tropical vacation and he's trying to like catch up with her and he has to go through the jungle to find her and all this bullshit and it's just like it's not nearly like I mean it's worth watching just because it's a goofy ass movie but it's like not nearly as good as these movies and I'm just kind of like you hated Savage Steve you, you shot two movies with him back to back and then immediately you did another movie that was like pretty much the same type of humor you know what I mean hell yeah fucking he didn't know what he wanted he didn't realize he was he wanted to be in great comedic Kino yeah and i mean let's, the heartthrob let's be honest it's a great movie for a lot of different reasons but like if, if if you're like worried about looking stupid or whatever why the hell a couple years later after this movie would you make tape heads <laughs> which is like that's a that's a great film 
That's a great film. It is a great film, but if you're trying to have a serious-ass career and, like, you're worried about looking stupid, like... He probably gave up by then. He's like, Savage, Savage Steve made a fuck out of me. <laughs> I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna salvage this. I might as well make my money. Might as well Sam, make my money. Savage Steve cocked my acting career. <laughs> exactly. Is this a joke? Is yeah. this basically just a, an elaborate joke about how the the shark looks fake and jolly? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think I just put it together because yeah. I because I just seeing the ending and fucking I, I think yeah that, there's something about that shirt that reminds me of the, the black flag artwork fucking uh, yeah it looks just like my the war. color it's like the same mitten he's got wearing, wearing on the, the little mitten guy almost so the the town that they were in where he graduated high school from the town name was generic like literally generic <laughs> that was the name of the town he's like I gotta get out of generic so they go to this um Island, which is like very much like Cape Cod or Amity uh, in the Jaws movie, like it looks just like where they shot Jaws. And um, yeah, they're they're filming a sequel, Foam Two, about a mentally, isn't it a what, what do they call? They, it's either a mentally retarded or it's um, a mutated uh, dolphin, but it looks like an ugly ass shark. Yeah, and like they're filming this movie, and it's like constantly in the water eating people throughout the whole movie. I forgot they they did they made a, a retarded jo- dolphin yeah. joke and then that's the that's the shark from Jaws of the movie uh-huh. that they're making they're, they're shooting a movie at the same place. See, so many of the jokes just kind of like yeah. Are, uh, uh, <laughs> that I, I forgot that that happened in the movie. Well, who's this, Stacy? I don't know. I have no idea who this actress is. Big Stacy. Although she's, uh, she almost. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was gonna say she's giving me fucking uh, what's her name vibes from Fright Night. Oh, Amanda Beers. You know who she reminded me of? She reminded me of the girl from um, uh, Sixteen Candles, like the really hot girl that um, Anthony Michael Hall's like always trying to get with. Oh yeah, I'm not sure if I've seen Sixteen Candles. Oh, you gotta see it, baby. It's great. I think I think I did. That's the one with the the guy from Three and a Half Men. Is it? I don't think Ducky so. Ducky or whatever his name is, or something like that. Maybe. Uh, I'm it's probably. It's the one with Molly one. Ringwald. Uh, John Cusack's in it, playing one of the background nerds. Chad. Yeah. See, he was just fucking. He failed upwards. Yeah. See, that's a joke that they say, but fucking, he didn't fail. This is the uh, fucking. To him, he failed. He thought he thought he fucking fucked up his career right away, but like fucking, these are the like some of the greatest Keno. And that, that motherfucker's name is Savage Steve. You can't get it anymore fucking... That, that motherfucker's savage. Yeah, this girl was in some other movies, but no, nah, she wasn't in 16 Candles. I don't know who she is. She seems like she just did small. But, like, they went on the boat. We got the last, I think, unless they show up later, we got the last appearance of those ugly kids who got their face mm-hmm. stuck. And then, exactly. like, as soon as they step off the boat, they meet two big chads, the Stork Brothers played by our boy Bobcat Goldweight, and then also comedy legend Tom Villard plays the other Stork brother. And they're like, they're like the, like they round out the crew. And like, that's what I like about these old movies, uh, Zach, 
is the first mm-hmm. 20 minutes back then was all about introducing the crew. Like, you could never have just, like, yeah. one funny guy in a movie or a pair of funny guys. You always had to have either a trio or four or five. You always had to have a crew of guys that were always up for wacky hijinks and adventures. Exactly. Yeah, fucking, it's better than real life. How often do you have funny friends? That many fu- funny friends, even. Amazing. Exactly. And, um... Yeah, like, here's, like, a kind of character that's really not even, like, important in the movie, but, like, uh, Joel David Murray, like, they're staying at uh, his grandmother's house, and, like, his one uncle's there. He always does is sit in a room, like, literally chain-smoking, trying to win a radio contest. Exactly. Trying to win a million dollars. All-star cast in those. There's so many fucking, like, Chad motherfuckers. Exactly. Uh, Speaking of rounding out the crew, now we meet Big Chad. Joe Flaherty plays the owner of the surplus store. And his son mm -hmm. is uh, Curtis Armstrong, a.k.a. Booger, Mm -hmm. who was also in uh, A Better Off Dead. Like, I don't know why. Like, maybe it's just the way the movies were shot or something, Zach. But, like, for some reason, everybody seems younger in this movie than they did in Better Off Dead. Fucking incredible! Like I, I like I, I know so. they, I know they shot him pretty much back to back, but like the guy who plays Booger Curtis Armstrong, like he's got like a beard and Better Off Dead, and then this one mm-hmm. he's like clean shaven and he looks like he's like twelve years old. Fucking uh, maybe Savage Steve actually got the fucking he he got the fountain of youth. All you gotta do is let him film you. Fucking, <laughs> You'll uh, get younger. <laughs> exactly, that might be the thing. Maybe that's. Well, what if he never realized he had that talent? Like, because people didn't stick around with him long enough to fucking put it all together. Doing movies, yeah. He he kind of he was giving me Adrian Brody vibes, fucking John Cusack there. Yeah, I love. He Adrian just had Brody. like fucking. He just had like a weird fucking Adrian Brody vibe, and it just fucking I wanted to fuck him right away. Adrian Brody or John Cusack? Both of them. Have you ever seen a Summer of Sam? This will really uh, charge your erotic juices. Uh, Summer of Sam, um, really Stacy, I think it's Jennifer Esposito. She's hanging out with the Adrian Brody, and uh, he's like a punk rocker, you know, in the seventies, like when punk rock was new, and like they start dating and stuff. And then like she finds out his secret is he's a uh, like a male dancer at a gay strip club. Chad and like he gets naked in front of men, but but he's not gay. He's just gay for pay. That's the keno shit. That's the fucking that. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> I laugh at that. Yeah, talk about random. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. Yeah, yeah. Our, our boy Booger here, he's like picking up old. Uh, well, not even old. They're like they're actually blowing up the beach, and he's picking up the shells to sell at his dad's store. And they find, what is this, a doll with its head ripped off, they find? The re- the reveal, though, is what, mm-hmm. the reveal, the way it, it pans down and the doll is in the foreground. So you don't realize that it's in the foreground. So you think that they just found a dead body. And they're like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> it feels like something out of Zodiac. It's like some David Fincher shit. And that, that really did get me. I thought they just happened upon a dead body. But it was it's a fucking doll. Pretty, pretty uh, savage, Steve. He he's he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, I got a piece of trivia here. Even though this person hasn't appeared in the movie, but this tells you how well cast this movie is. This is Jeremy Piven's first theatrical feature with his friend and former roommate John Cusack. Mm. Amazing. 
I think they ended up making like eight movies together. And they co-founded a theater company. Now, we got to talk about our boy Mark Metcalf. I want to say he got famous mm-hmm. playing the bully in Animal House. But then he was like the dad in like the Twisted Sister videos that was always screaming at the sun for liking rock what music. What do you want to do with your life? Now, did you notice, or you can see it real good in this shot, Zach, how bad they fucked his hair up to make him look older? They <laughs> like they like chopped his hair like put uh, gray streaks but in the front like they shaved part of his hair off and then they chopped it short to make it kind of i guess kind of make it look like he was like an older guy with like a balding hair but it's like so <laughs> you can see the stubble growing in <laughs> i'm and I, I didn't notice his hair at all i was yeah. just too busy noticing his fucking mustache yeah the first shot of the movie so i noticed that big chunk of hair that was like you know it's so I weird you got yeah you know he had to have gotten pussy with that mustache. Oh yeah. Why, might, why do you why do you think he grew it? That might not even be a mustache. He might have just like fucking sucked a butthole that had poop all around the rim. It, it might have happened. I can't tell. <laughs> and anyway, he, he he's like the bully father, who's like the father of the bully, who uh, this blonde haired guy who drives a Ferrari. And, like, I kind of feel like this movie had, like, the bully characters in it, like, just, like, to kind of, like, Freddy Got Fingered, just, like, how Tom Green did shit, just to, like, parody other movies, you know what I mean? Hell yes. It, it does, it's got a quality, like, he's just, he's sabotaging his own movie. Fucking, the fact that it's called Generic New York he comes yeah. from. It's like, was that, just, is that a joke about how, like, oh, it's just the, the placeholder he had there? For, like for the first draft but it just stayed that yeah. way or is he fucking is he like getting all keen is he getting like all five of that? and he's like that's what they're gonna think but the real reason is fucking irony bro irony was he ahead of Tom Green with the fucking irony I think ironic humor I think Tom Green was heavily but we gotta talk about this like model of the city that the, the bully dad wants to build cause apparently it's really the grandfather of the family who's played by the awesome William Hickey a great character actor like the grandfather has all the money and like they just like take his money and like you know they don't really they're not really successful themselves like they always need the grandpa's money to do anything and like they want to build this like giant like looks like the white house (laughs) this lobster restaurant called lobster log restaurant and like Mm -hmm. in order to like show this like the whole backyard is taken up by like this giant like (laughs) model of the town which the only reason (laughs) This is in the movie is to pay off my favorite joke when I was a kid that's in it. Oh, yes. We'll get to that. We will get to that. So, okay. like, our boy uh, Hoops here, he reconnects with uh, Stacy Demi Moore because uh, uh, it turns out she was going to help her, I think it was her uncle, her grandfather, and he owned a house which was like kind of like an old people's house. Uh, which like this is like the one thing when I was watching it, I was like, did they not film these scenes or did they get cut out? Because it's like it's really like never really shown this house that she she's trying to save. It's like the main mm-hmm. plot of the movie, and they never bother to really show it that much. Exactly. What if we found out at the end that she was lying from the beginning? <laughs> like she just because she... <laughs> yeah, she was coming to, to help her uncle. Because, like, he has this big old house where a bunch of poor old people live. And, like, I guess they, they couldn't pay the mortgage. So, like, she has, like, a real... I forget what it is. It's, like, a week or two to come up with, like, $3,000. Which is, like, a lot of money, actually, in, like, 1986 terms when you don't have a job or any income or anything. Mm. She's just, like, a musician. I think we forgot to mention that. But, um, 
So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's basically it. Like, this is, like, really 80s boilerplate, um, wacky comedy thing. And so, remember those movies back there, Zach? Like, they was always about trying to save, like, your local pizza place or your school or some shit like that. You know exactly. what I mean? Fucking, uh, Happy Gilmore ripped this movie off. Yeah, he, 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 his grandma's house, right? Exactly. Fucking, I think, uh, some motherfucker who was friends with that motherfucker Adam Sandler I don't hate Adam Sandler fucking people hate him because it's like fucking oh he puts all of his friends in movies and he just fucking goes on vacation it's like fucking yeah if I was famous I'd do the same thing well first of all we're not even famous what do you think we're doing here right now exactly (laughs) that's all they're doing too they're just fucking jealous they're they're really mad because Adam Sandler's got the biggest Chad Dick in the world I think I I own a couple Adam Sandler movies I own Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore I'm, I'm not ashamed Exactly. Fucking, and he, he can even put out a Kino classic yeah. fucking recently, fucking with the Uncut Gems. I, I still think they should have went with the original uh, plot, Uncut Cox, it was going to be called. Yeah. And it was going to be all about him fucking being a, uh, a uh, fucking, I forgot what the plot was actually, but I, I had it all planned out. I, th- I, I think I it was a guy who his uncle ran a, like, a clinic where people would be like, like not babies, well, maybe babies too, but like, uh, grown-ups who like if your if your family forgot to circumcise you when your baby they could come there it was like a low-cost thing for the neighborhood and he's basically like the the diamond jewel cutter of god he looks at that fucking yeah. force and he's like fucking look at the beauty on that look at the beauty fucking getting all intricate i i didn't get that joke there where he fucking sank okay, into the so it, it's it's like a thing if you stand on the beach long enough zach like the the tide like it it basically like the sand like grows up over your feet and if like i mean you would need to stand there for probably like three days to get down to your like knees the way he was you know what i mean exactly but it was just just that they were standing there talking on the beach and like his legs sunk down in the sand i've never i've only been to the beach once and i didn't notice that but like fucking i thought like were they trying to make a joke about him being like fucking short or something because he's standing next to to me more and it looked like uh, yeah, I was overthinking it way too much, way too much. But the movie's still Kino. It's very Kino. And um, another piece of trivia, the character named Hoops McCann was taken from a character in the 1980 Steely Dan song Glamour Profession. Exactly. I actually Is have it? a really funny foreskin thing that I saw in like a, actually a, like a recent thing, a recent TV show, but I kind of don't want to tell it because I feel like it's, it's like too long a setup, but... um. Oh yeah, we gotta hear it now. We gotta. Hear it. <laughs> we do. Well, yeah, like like here we got Bobcat and Joel David Murray, and like this is like almost like a little bit of a filler part. Like this is like they're just doing beach humor at this point in the movie. Exactly. We always have to have the scene where the fucking the friends get to the beach house and then they just hang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bobcat. Gives, he has a kite and he gives it to a little boy and the kid just flies up into the air. Like I that. forgot that happened. <laughs> and he just runs away scared. <laughs> And the kid totally like flies away. The way they filmed it almost makes it seem like it happened without them noticing. It was like, like it was just something that happened. It was a happy accident. Like, holy shit, the kite picked the kid up. But you know that that's that can't happen. Yeah. Like, but it was. It was. It was filmed like like they weren't trying to make it obvious that a joke was coming. It just like fucking happened and moved on. It very very uh, uh, very Kino. Very Kino. It was. So anyway, I'll try to make it sh- short. Um. For foreskin share, I, I only saw the pilot, but the pilot episode of that uh, Batwoman TV show that was on for a couple years—I think it actually made it three seasons before it got canceled. 
Cusack's mm-hmm. talking with that blonde Stacy and her friends, which is weird because like no offense, but like Demi Moore is like ten times hotter, and like she's like mm-hmm. warm and like wanting to get to know John Cusack in the early part of the movie. He just keeps blowing her off because he's so in love with this Stacy. Okay, I guess because she's blonde. So any anyway, Catwoman, it, like um, not Catwoman. I'm sorry, Batwoman. It's all about uh, there's like a niece of a Batman, and Batman has died. I can't believe if you remember if he just died of old age or he got killed as Batman or he just disappeared. But he, <laughs> That's he, so funny. Yeah. Why don't you just make it so that they're far away? Like, oh, we need a reason why they can never meet up because we never want to pay the other actor to show up yeah, on this Yeah, well, they, so it's almost like she, like, and it was like she didn't even know he was Batman either. Like, that's what's weird about it. So she kind of inherits all his shit and takes his company over. And then, like, this guy, Lucius Fox, who was played by... Um, Morgan Freeman in the in the in the movie, but because you know the show's trying to be young and hip, it's like a young guy for some reason, or maybe he's Lucius Fox's son. I can't remember. But anyway, like you know, she finds a thing. She finds the Batcave, and it's like not really impressive looking either compared to like the Batcaves you see in the movie. But anyway, like they find the suit, and she's like she's she's like kind of like a crime fighter already. She failed out of the police academy, but she's like badass and all this shit, and always getting into trouble. And it's like, she's going through the thing, she sees the suit, and she's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like, I'm going to take this over. But there's, like, also these, like, little cases, displays, and trinkets and shit of, like, different things of, uh, you know, she's, like, going through with Lucius Fox, or Lucius Fox Jr., whoever he is, and she's like, oh, look at this case, you know, and it's like like a jewel or like a thing and like oh that was from this case and batman did this and batman did that and there's like they get to this one and it's just like this little like almost like a quarter like a round piece of skin like it almost looks like saw how like the saw guy jigsaw would like cut off the piece of skin mm-hmm. and she looks at it and she's like what's this like it's just a piece of skin and she, he's like well you know that's actually kind of a long story but basically what happened was at one point the joker uh, got a hold of Batman and held him hostage for days, and he actually, uh, against Batman's will, cut off his foreskin and uh, kept it, you know, as a trophy of uh, defeating Batman. And she looks at it in the case. She goes, "Yeah, you know, that's interesting and all, but this piece of foreskin, you know, it'll be better when it fits a woman." And she looks like Adam, like it's a powerful line. And she walks out of frame. And they go to commercial break, and like for the life what? of me, yeah. Like that, that that came on the air like two years ago, and I've been thinking about mean? that line. Like how, like, like, like I didn't keep watching the show, but the, did she have him graft that piece of foreskin onto her somehow? Like I don't even understand how a man's foreskin would be impossibly fit a woman. Was she trying to be poetic, and it wasn't really about the foreskin at all? I don't know. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. I don't know. It's just weird. She's like, yeah, well, it would be better when it fits a woman. It's like, in what way? <laughs> it's a piece of dead skin, lady. She she think it's like a fucking uh, Cinderella. Some uh, handsome prince <laughs> yeah, is gonna come like, shove it up. All of a sudden, the yeah, like the magic kicks in, and all of a sudden she's she's like the equivalent of Batman or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's the it's the perfect fit. It's the perfect fit. Oh, it's like you put win. on a slipper. <laughs> yeah, perfect. so like they, basically that whole beach scene was just so we could get to the point where um, Joel David Murray like they buried him up to his neck. And then they put a, a chair over him to keep the sun off him. And then some fat guy came out. And this fat guy was, like, eating hot dogs. Eventually, he's just eating cans of beans and chili. And he ends up farting so much that Joel David Murray basically, like, passes out. And the paramedics have to come to revive him. Like, 
Like, that wasn't very Savage Steve quality humor, I didn't think. Fucking, I was thinking while we were watching it, the, what would have made it better is if fucking the guy sat down, fucking realized he was under there, fucking decided he's going to fuck with him. Yeah. And fucking just, you know, took a, I don't know, took a pencil out or something, fucking burrowed a hole into the fucking seat and then just sat down. He had to rip it open a little bit more. And, and then fucking, uh, he just shat on him. Like, that would have been a great... Yeah, that, I mean, that's what it should have been. But, like, the guy ended up having diarrhea, and, like, it just all, like, seeped through. Or you could even do it, like, he shit through the thing, but it was, like, the mesh of the chair. It was, like, slowly dripping, and he's like, no, trying to get out, you know? Fucking, he had a death wish. He was like, I'm gonna fucking... I'm gonna shit through the chair. Through it. Fucking, I... Uh, fucking, uh, you see the wall go through it. Like, see the guys the that do that shit. <laughs> yeah, see the wall go through it. <laughs> There's so many jokes I feel like I missed that I'm seeing it. I'm just like, oh, I miss that. I miss that. <laughs> and, uh, so here we have the crew is basically eating dinner at uh, Joel David Murray's grandma's house. And I, the best joke here is that she gives them a bill for the food she made. For them. <laughs> and then and they actually pay it. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, what's funny is like eight of them ate dinner there and the bill was like for 15 bucks. So, like I get it, it was 1986, but still the economy the economy yeah. i guess we're back to the cartoons and there's like a sexy ass cat with hard nipples yeah he keeps having these little fucking daydreams mm-hmm. or like he's he fucking he's seeing this character he drew with him see if, if tom green would have stuck to the motif we would have saw more x-ray cat we kind of did through the first like act yeah. where he's trying to sell his cartoon but then we never see x-ray cat again i think we needed more x-ray cat personally Oh, we did. Because then I we just Tom, got the family that had hooves, hooves. You, yeah, you can't fucking expect Tom Green to be fucking completely, like, uh, galaxy-brained. We all have, you know, flaw. Like, he, he he can be 1,080 IQ, not, like, 1,082. Fucking, it, you just got to understand this shit. But, uh, yeah, now he's got a, a date. I, I laughed at this scene. <laughs> I know. Th- this is some more hijinks, like... The, the blonde Stacy he wants to be with who like we really don't know why at first but we kind of figured out that she's just going out the the blonde is just going out with Cusack to make her her uh, whatever boyfriend jealous and on the way like they're driving by and there's like a big puddle on the road and Demi Moore's standing there hitchhiking and they just splash the shit out of her for no reason exactly and he she added insult to injury uh, fucking all of that because like he looked out and fucking, she knows it was him. Now she just thinks, like, he fucking did that on purpose. Like, hey, you want to ride? And then just splashed a bunch of fucking water on her. And then, like, got, like he didn't say, oh, fuck, sorry. Like, he, he turned around and he's like, that was a friend of mine. And she's just like, oh, I don't pick up hitchhikers. Fucking, uh, I would have, like, I would have had to, uh, what would you have done in that situation? I, I, I wouldn't have been able to drive away. It's like, oh, you're going to have to let me out. Like, <laughs> well, he was so embarrassed, like, he kind of tried to cover his face when they splashed her. He's like, oh, shit. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, I guess he just was going along with it. Like, I don't know what I would have done. But, oh, yeah, they're at the drive-in now. They're seeing Chainsaw Date and Hemorrhoids from Hell. Those are the two movies playing. Did Savage Street? Uh, Sav- I keep wanting to say Savage Streets. Did our boy Savage Steve? Did he make this fake movie they're watching, or he, is it a fake movie? Yeah, it's. A, I'm pretty sure it's a fake movie. He'd have to. Yeah, I, I like how he's hiding in the bushes here in the car because he do, he doesn't want to get beat up by her boyfriend. She's got a houseplant in her car. 
He's got a safari hat and sunglasses he brought. Fucking, it, it works. It works. Fucking somehow I believe that they won't see him because of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I don't know why. Like, I feel like the drive-in should have been, like, a bigger part of the movie. Like, Fucking uh, drive-in's always fun in the movies. I know. Like, it's actually cooler in the movies than it is in real life. They they even included the whole fucking let's go to the drive-in, let's go to the drive-in, whatever that little song was. Yeah. Now you don't have to go to the drive-in to watch it. You can watch it in the movie One Crazy Summer. Exactly. You can fucking just play chat. it. All, you can A B it if you got one of them players. Exactly. You remember like growing up having to use weird things to masturbate to because you didn't have access to pornography. Oh yeah. I remember fucking A to Bing it a lot and jacking off really? to like <laughs> just this, just like random little clips, little yeah. little things you could get your nugget off to, little things you can get your nugget off to. I'm sure I did it too. I don't quite remember, but I, I guarantee you, I did it at least once or twice. We got you. Gotta love the the guy. You you called him Bobcat Goldweight. Is the fucking H silent? Uh, I don't know. I, I never thought about it. Some people I hear call him Goldthwaite. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right. I always remember him being called Goldthwaite. The girl in the movie is, is a Stacy, though, in the fake movie they're watching the driving. It looks like Catherine Keener, but I don't know if it is. But, um, yeah, I remember looking at, like, the whatever, like, just little Sears inserts of, like, the Sunday paper that would come. In the section that had like the women like in the bras and panties, mm-hmm. that that was a go-to when you were desperate. Now I noticed that this guy, uh, this is the perfect character uh, that uh, our boy from the first uh, movie, Better Off Dead, he could have played. Fucking uh, the guy, the feet guy from Nickelodeon, everybody talks about. He could have came back and played that character, but he did not return. Was he mad about how fucking Savage Steve made him look in the movie, too? You made me look like a fool. Now I'm going to have to run away and make a a television show for kids. Oh, that guy. He probably was just doing head of the class at the time. He probably just didn't have time to come back. Exactly. Is this the scene you were talking about? Yeah, so, like, the Stork Brothers, like, they have a part-time job working on the movie. Our boy Taylor Negron's here. He played the... The mailman in Better Off Dead. And fucking uh, the guy who was disabled in fucking Biodome, one of the greatest films of all time. Exactly. He was disabled and delivering pizzas. but um, Mentally disabled. Not he, he was able to work still. Yeah. But um, but the, the Stork Brothers, they work on the movie part-time. And Bobcat, he goes in the prop truck, and for some reason they have a Godzilla costume in the prop truck, even though it's a movie about a killer or a mentally retarded dolphin. Um, for some reason they just have a spare Godzilla suit, so, so he puts it on. And it's like so Godzilla, the costume, that it's like, how did they not get sued for that? Because clearly the face, everything, you know what I mean? I love how they make it like, oh, no, he's not really going around destroying uh, the little city it's because fucking somebody threw their cigar and it went into his mouth. I love that yeah. shot of the girl. <laughs> she looks so I know, the little kid. She had the most awkward smile on her face. It's almost like she was like, fucking, make it more awkward like. Make it look like I'm I'm trying to make you smile and it's <laughs> make it look unnatural. Because like, it's like you know that's going to be the funniest react, like fucking uh, shot in the movie if you get it to, if you get it just right. Yeah. You get and a look, kid that it, looks it, like they're just terrible at acting. 
And don't you think like the the little girl, the sister, is kind of like the substitute for the the little brother in uh, oh, yes. Better Off Dead? How like like it even looks like it looks like it could be that kid's sister. Like they're both like little redheaded kids. The, the fucking Stacy that is just dripping off the screen right now. Yeah, There's like so I just much. started drooling out of my mouth for some reason. I wonder if it was because of Demi Moore. Fucking, I don't know if it was drool or if I was coming out of my mouth like our boy Eddie Furlong does. Oh, God, By the way, we got to get back on. Uh, we made a commitment and we didn't live up to our word of covering Furlong classics from here on in. Fucking, we did. We need to. We go. There's so many to think of. There's so like many. what? There's like two more that are good. You know which ones that's actually really good that like nobody because you know how everybody talks about uh, American History X. Mm-hmm. There's actually one that's like pretty much the same. But it came out a couple years before he was in uh, Little Odessa, where he's the little brother of uh, Tim Roth, who's a, a, a Russian hitman. It's pretty he's good. He's Odessa's brother, and he's Little Odessa. I thought that's what he you were is Little say. Odessa. Yeah. Yeah. So here we have it. Of course, uh, Bobcat. Like they play it off like when he put the Godzilla head on, like he got stuck on, and like he can't see in it, so he's just wandering <laughs> around. Slowly and then down. there's like the giant model of the town and you're like oh i wonder what's coming here which by the way that was my favorite part of this movie like in my mind i thought half the movie was like jesus the, the bag of popcorn the bag of popcorn what do you both times when i watched it he, he throws it at you and i i, I literally want to grab it and start eating it like know. fucking this is a perfect movie to just chow down on some popcorn and watch I don't know why, but but some of my local theaters used to not pop the popcorn at the snack bar. They like popped it in a bag, like a back room, and brought it to the snack bar. And they used to mm-hmm. bring in those clear plastic bags like that. It always looked so gross because and, and like you would see the guy just dragging it on the ground, and because uh, it was so big and heavy. I think you got sidetracked. You were saying something before I got distracted by the popcorn. I don't know. You might have forgot. I can't remember. There's just so much Kino going on here. There is. It is oozing off the fucking screen, like fucking cum seeping through the screen. Yeah. Uh, it, we got the guy that played fucking uh, the original Andre Toulon from fucking uh, yep. Puppet Master. Uh, William Hickey here. He, well, he, he had that great voice like this. He's literally amazing. Yeah. I like that. He threw a cigar in the fucking dinosaur's mouth, and that's it. Looks like his fucking he's got you know fire breath. Fire breath, out. yeah. But I don't even he's think he fucking... saw him there. I think he just was trying to throw it in the bushes. Well, we like to think that, but I think yeah. he he orchestrated all this. What's funny is everything. the mouth of like the thing is like not even really open. Like there's teeth, so there's no way the cigar could even get down there. <laughs> but yeah, here's that's Bobcat. So he stomps the town. He's got the fire breath. He's got the Godzilla costume. And uh, the an uh, Asian dude who was really happy. He's like, yeah. "Oh fuck, you guys, you guys put all this, all this uh, together for me. This is fucking awesome." That guy, was, that guy was a big Chad too, because he played the sidekick in um, uh, what is it called? Big Trouble in Little China. I just, I, I didn't realize this the last time when I watched this other night that the girl ate that giant bag of popcorn because they show her just finishing it off right there. How is she that hungry? <laughs> Fucking, you got a hearty, uh, fucking, uh, well, what did he say? Fucking, uh, he, you didn't notice it, but he fucking, yeah, he, he, he even pointed out the joke. But, like, I don't think I noticed it either until you just pointed it out. But, like, I probably would have done the same thing. But, yeah. Popcorn looks so good. By the way, the, uh, the special effect of the superimposed drive-in screen was actually really good. I kept looking at the edges the whole time, and, like, it never really, like, wavered the way... 
superimposed mm-hmm. shit. You, you ever notice that, like, in old movies, like, they superimpose uh, yeah. the, whatever the people I, are watching I, on the TV? I did. I did. I noticed that, too, and it's like, yeah, it is good. Did they just actually film it on a projector and film it? I was like, I don't think so. No, it probably... was too, like, clear if you would have yeah. filmed it, it, it. You know, there's no way any... Because when you go to the drive and even now, even with the digital projectors, like, they're never, like, that bright-looking or that clear-looking, you know? Mm-hmm. I wonder if the uh, the shutter effect would would show up if you filmed uh, it with a, another film camera because the films are shot yeah. on uh, thirty five or what's the twenty four frames 24 and then it's filming so it should be technically synced. Yeah, at the same frame rate. I don't know if they've ever tried it. It's always something that seems like they they do in post production, probably well, because well, they don't know yeah. what they want to show on the film. Well, that too, and it's just it. But um, I know with the TV thing, it's because the TVs would be at 30 frames, and mm-hmm. then like the camera would be at 24 frames. So if you filmed it, that's when you like you would see the flicker. Exactly. And and also too, it just if you really wanted the people to be able to actually look at it, it's just not going to look very good. I remember as mm-hmm. a kid, I like going through family photos. I took a bunch of terrible photos where I was trying to. Uh, take a picture of whatever was on TV, you know, and then it was always like the flash would like blur out like half of the like the glass of like especially because like the TVs like when I was a kid, you know, they had the glass screen, the old yeah. two TVs, but they were curved as well. Mm. Isn't that funny? The shit you had to learn the yeah. hard way as a kid, <laughs> like you couldn't even take a picture and then realize like, oh yeah, that doesn't work. Like with your phone, you had to fucking like get it developed and shit. <laughs> you had to wait. <laughs> To find out that it looked like shit. Well, you know what, too, is like somebody at the place was developing that, looking at it. Look at this fucking picture, this dumbass kid. (laughs) Doesn't even know you can't take a picture of TV. Exactly. I remember it blew my mind when I realized that, like, those disposable cameras, Mm. the, 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 the thing you see when you look through it isn't, like, even where the picture's coming out. So it's like, it's gonna be, like, offset from what you're seeing. Mm. It's like, what what is the point of that? What is the point of that? This is this is before your time, Zach. But before they had those little disposable cameras, and my mom had one. They had what were called disc cameras, Kodak disc cameras, and it was like yeah. revolutionary because it could fit in your pocket or maybe like a woman's purse. But it was like little square camera, and when you bought the film, it came on like a what looked like a miniature real master disc. Like it looked like that. It was like a disc, and like the front of the camera would pop open flat, and you would put the disc down in there, and then cl- clamp it back together, and you would take the pictures. And then you would drop the disc off at the place and they would make your pictures like that shit seems so like I remember like around whenever they came out in the mid 80s. That shit seems so like, you know what I mean? Like space of the art. Yeah. I don't even know those disposable cameras like when you got them like they were made out of cardboard and some plastic. I don't even know how them fuckers worked because like Mm -hmm. I have some pictures from one. Like, I remember me and my buddies, like, whenever we want to take some dumb pictures, we go buy one and get it developed and all that. Like, I, I can't believe that cheap shit actually worked. Mm-hmm. It did. It just, it just always looked different than you expected it would because you yeah. weren't actually seeing what you were going to see right. through the picture. And apparently, there are other cameras that do that. And I, I remember, like, oh, yeah, you got to actually get a special lens that has, like, a fucking mirror, and it, it's designed to show you exactly what the picture's going to see. It's like, that's a feature they had to add. That wasn't yeah. something that just came. That's so weird. Talk about weird technology. Exactly. So, getting back to the movie, yeah, like, they left the drive in Cusack and the blonde, and then, like, there was the whole hijinks of the Boy Scout troop or whatever they were on the beach, try to bandage Cusack up. He looked like a mummy, and now they ran into the bar where uh, 
Demi Moore is playing and the bully wants to beat him up for being his girlfriend but Demi Moore kind of gets him out of the situation says like oh we're going to play a game of basketball or you know shoot shots or whatever imagine how fucking pissed off that guy has to be too because he was fucking around with my girlfriend and he's got a fucking Stacy ass chick that plays guitar Mm-hmm. And is in a band and shit too. I he's know. fucking around on my girl, and he's and he's already fuck, got yeah. Fuck him. Fuck him. He, he had. Is that who I think it is? Who? Kinda, he kind of looked like a fucking our boy, uh, uh, fucking uh, Pennywise, the clown, the original guy. Oh, Tim Curry. No. In that one shot. <laughs> that one it, shot. Like, it pulled out. The way his hair was ruffled and shit. His fucking mouth, everything. Could you imagine if he was in it? That would have been amazing. Of course, he was. I, at this I time, can't imagine because I literally just thought that was him. You just saw it, yeah. Like three seconds. Well, he he wouldn't have even been uh, Pennywise at this point in time. He would have been Dr. Frankfurter. Fucking Chad. I don't know. Fucking Chad. Imagine you're getting ready to fuck a, a, a beautiful Stacy with the, mm-hmm. the fucking... You pull it out and it's fucking... Not only does she got a dick, she's she got Tim Curry's dick. Oh, I may, I may imagine that. Fucking, I am calming my pants. I'm, I, she's going to bed very unsatisfied. You know exactly. what I mean? I love how there's such a large crowd of like uh, preppy dorks <laughs> to watch this contest going on. Fucking, well, this is this has uh, basketball opening vibes. It does. It, it, even the way it's filmed, it looks like it. So yeah, like uh, what's his name? Cusack fails the bet. She bets him a hundred bucks that the Cusack can beat him at basketball. And, she, she just ends up taking out Mace and spraying all the bullies in the eyes so they can get away. They have, like, a split second they can get away. That was a good reveal to the, t- the fucking... When she asked him... Uh, uh, they asked her a question. She basically said some weird word. They're like, what's that? She fucking said Dow. Yeah. Dow. The Dow Jones. Mm-hmm. Which was really Dow Chemical. That was, like, the big chemical company back then. Was that who made uh, fucking Mace... You know, I don't know. Maybe they did, but I doubt that they made mace. They made, like, household cleaning products. They made, like, roach spray and shit. And then it started playing the Born to be Wild. There's there's good yeah. song choices. Our boy, he he realized that fucking a part of the movie's budget is fucking the budget you're going to spend on that soundtrack. Because that had to have cost a lot of money. Exactly. Get songs like that. You wanted to uh, talk about all the films that this film... Um you know influence later down the line this was a big influence on the film wayne's world because uh in both movies there's a hot stacy named cassandra who plays in a band so there you go amazing who did it better i can't even tell i can't even tell i couldn't tell you it's hard it's hard to say it's really hard to say actually they're both very stacy very cassandra and they're still both very stacy to this day so hell yes very Stacey. Savage Steve. Savage, Savage Steve. Steve, Fountain of Youth. What I say? <laughs> he kind his his camera gazes upon you, and you stay young forever. Exactly. He's that fucking uh, weird guy with the camera you want to come take your picture. Yeah. All the Stacys. You're actually like, craving that he does. Fucking, you're hoping he asks you to come back to a studio apartment. Like fucking, oh, I just want to take a couple shots. You got an interesting look. Yeah, so, like, I guess the last thing he really did after this, a few years after it, and I think it was, like, a more lower-budget movie, was that movie, How I Got Into College, which I'm going to have to track it down, but I don't really remember it. Oh, yeah, fucking, I, I need to see it, too. Uh, for some reason, I was thinking, didn't he, 
Didn't he go on to do like uh, Disney Channel shows? Like yeah. Well, TV movies. In between this and um, and uh, the How I Got in Your College, he directed a bunch of episodes of the New Adventures of Beans Baxter, which I know nobody remembers like Beans Baxter, but it was like my favorite show as a kid. It was one of the very first Fox shows, and it was about this like 15, 16 year old kid who like his dad was a secret agent so and like some shit happens i can't remember his dad got killed or what but so he becomes a secret agent and he has like these gim- like gadgets and shit and like it really like the kid's name was beans baxter but like for some reason like the show had an animated logo of like a bean with arms and legs looked very much like the savage steve uh cartoons from uh, these movies this man is so fucking keen he did it before fucking agent cody banks yeah. Fucking Frankie Fernandez, whatever the fuck your name is, ripping off our boy. He did Thank a lot fucking... of shit, baby, with the Wonderful World of Disney and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show. Now, this is very sad. He did 14 episodes of VIP, that terrible show with Pam Anderson in the early fucking... 2000s. Then, then yeah, he, he did Even Stevens, Lizzie McGuire, Zoe 100, Phil of the Future, all that bullshit. Zoe 101, get mm. it right. What did You're I say? Right. You said we went hundreds. Oh, you, you didn't get the number right. That's the prequel. <laughs> one hundred and one. Yeah. It's like one hundred and one Dalmatians. The, the fact that they make a joke out of just an ugly dog is kind of funny. Yeah. It, it it is kind of next to like making a joke about an ugly kid. Uh, maybe that is where our boy Tom Green, because he's just ripping off this movie. He got the the idea for the kid that always gets hurt. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, they made an ugly dog joke. You don't make ugly dog jokes. That's like making ugly kid jokes. I'll fucking kill a kid in my movie. I see, I see uh, through everything he's doing. No, I Thomas. think this was genius though. I, this is kind of my favorite thing in the movie is because he's a cartoonist and Demi Moore needs to like raise some money and she's playing gigs at this local bar but nobody's showing up. So they actually make a cartoon trailer or commercial. And they go to the drive-in with their own projector and project it on like the corner of the drive-in screen that she's going to be playing at this thing. And like everybody, yep. everybody actually gets pissed at them. Like they throw popcorn, and be like, "Hey, you're fucking up our movie." But then apparently it works because everybody goes to see the concert. Uh, that probably wouldn't work as well as it did in the movie. It, it probably yeah. wouldn't look like much of anything. It, it, seeing two pictures over each other it definitely wouldn't look as clear as they had well especially if you're projecting something on top of something that's already projected it's kind of like the beams are meeting like yeah they like i I honestly don't know what it would look like but i don't think like one would just completely cover the other one up you know the the light they had in their little home movie projector looked even brighter than the movie (laughs) yes I don't think that would work like that. I like how this the bully dad answers the door and like zips up his pan and looks around and like all suspicious. Like like he was clearly just jacking off in his house. You think so? Oh, I know so. He could have been doing a pee pee. But why would he be so guilty afterwards? Fucking, <laughs> he's just mad that you called him while he was taking a pee pee. He's like, I was peeing in here. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I I feel like I I missed so much about this movie. I'm kind of excited. Yeah, there's to watch a it. Like, I just watched it the other night, and there's a lot that I'm like, damn. I like this too, where like the bully dad has the son like right behind this like target with lobsters on. It. He's gonna shoot it with a bow or the crossbow, but it's like even he hits the thing, it still could go through and hit the son. It seems like fucking 
So keen. I remember my dad used to have a crossbow. Really? Hell yes. Did you ever get to shoot it? Never. I remember when I was a kid, like a crossbow was like the coolest ninja weapon. For Christmas, I got like this little toy crossbow that shot these like little hard darts. Like it wasn't just like a cheap plastic thing. Like it was like a hard, like kind of almost like aluminum thing, and like it shot that shit hard. Like clearly a toy that would never be uh, made today. But I I played with that for years. Fucking! I remember my dad used to have like uh, a couple weird things like that because like. He was an ex-felon, and he was like, fucking, I can't have a gun, so now I want one, because they told me I can't have one. So he, <laughs> he was going to get, like, he was gonna get like, the one. closest thing. He's like, I never wanted one until they told me I couldn't have one. So he, he got that. He eventually got a gun. He probably got it illegally. He, that was my dad. That was my dad. There was a reason he went to prison in the first place. Um, yeah, I don't know how those laws work, but I, I, I bet it's, there's probably some kind of like time period probably wears off or something. Exactly. It's kind of weird that we, we, we take guns away from people because they're found. That, that is a little yeah. weird. Yeah, which just makes them like kind of do more crime by probably getting a gun illegally, you know what I mean? I mean, it's only weird in American standard. Everywhere else, it's weird that fucking we wouldn't do that. Well, what's weird, too, is there's a lot of people that actually, uh, like, they want to kill people, so they go and buy guns to kill people, and, like, uh, like, but just because they don't have, like, a, what do you call it, like, a criminal record, like, the guy who shot all the people at the Batman movie, and it's just, like, yeah. he's, like, clearly mentally disturbed, he's, like, in the care of all these psychiatrists and shit, and they're, like, yeah, just give him a gun, he don't have a record, it's, like, it's, like, it's weird, and then, but then somebody else is, like, you stole a car, like, you can't have a gun, it's, like, okay. You don't. Sadly, sadly. I guess we should talk about our boy here, uh, the brothers here. Bobcat plays, yeah, Egg and uh, Clay Stork. uh, Bobcat, who's in full Bobcat Police Academy mode, and Bobcat in general, he's like. (laughs) But his 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 boy Tom Villard was on a cool sitcom I liked as a kid called We Got It Made which is about these two horny guys who just hire this like super hot like playboy playmate to be their uh, their uh, what do you call it? their maid even though like she has no experience and like literally like and it got criticized too because it was like oh like the only reason for this show is to show this woman in like you know skimpy t-shirts and shorts and shit it sounds amazing it sounds better than the idea I had because when you said it's called, I got a, we got a maid, and it's about yeah. these two guys. It's like the first thing that popped in my head is like they they realize the cheat code. It's like we don't gotta get pussy at all. We could just pr- close our eyes and pretend like, like I can just close my eyes and pretend like your butt is, is uh, uh, like we could do it that way. And like fucking <laughs> that is a great idea for a movie. And then like you ruined it by telling me what it actually was well you could do that thing where you do like a modern day out of movie adaptation of like an old tv show and like it has nothing to do with the old tv show you could do that we could cusack falling down the stairs for no reason but yeah but like the show was so so awesome like it came on 1983 like on nbc and the people were like oh this is just terrible take this off the air you know just this woman's always like skimply clear whatever so they can't they they canceled it after a year check this out so like by the time like he had done this movie tom villard like um and he was always popping up comedy roles he was in greece too a bunch of other movies uh i think the last movie i saw was popcorn he was also in shakes the clown with bobcat go but um Mm. so the show was off the air for four years and somebody was like let's bring it back It got canceled after one season. So they brought it back as a syndicated show. You know how, like, Baywatch got 
canceled and came back syndicated. It was on for years. They brought it back as a syndicated show. They couldn't get the one guy back. They got Tom Villard back, and they got the hot girl back, Terry Copley, who Terry Copley was the girl that uh, our boy Evil kidnapped at the drive-in, coincidentally enough. That was a young oh, yeah. Terry Copley. That's how stacy she was. So they brought the show back after like four years on syndication. They're like, oh, yeah, this ain't working. It, like, Because the same criticism, all the critics, oh, this show's just made to show this woman all sexy, whatever. <laughs> so they canceled it. I'm like... Okay, like, you know the show wasn't a hit the first time, right? And you know the only reason it existed was the show a sexy woman was, like, some goofball guys or whatever. And then you bring mm-hmm. it back for that reason, and they're like, oh, they're criticizing us again for it. We got to shut it down. What, uh, they let the criticism of that shitty criticism, that fucking, the movie This Is Final Tap told you how to fucking win. Yeah. What's wrong with being sexy? That's all you had to say. There's nothing wrong with being sexy. There's nothing wrong There's with There's nothing shameful about it. Exactly. If you want to watch this this hot stage, you can watch it. You don't have to. There's other channels. Yeah, so to get back at the bully, they steal his dad's lobster truck full of lobsters. They dump the lobsters in his swimming pool, which I'm sure the chlorine would probably kill them like instantly. But anyway, like they go in, and it's just all for this joke where the guy and then the girl gets pulled in, too. Like, they play the Jaws theme, and like he's getting bit by lobsters, and you see him trying to climb out, and he's covered in plastic lobsters and shit. This was some of the shit, silliest shit in the movie to me personally. <laughs> it is. Okay, it is like so much. Of this movie just seems like a fucking dream. Like I forgot that happened in this movie. It was just like I just watched it. It's like fucking. It's so over the all over the place. I, I wish I had like fucking. I wish I had as much time as I had with Better Off Dead. Exactly. I feel like I'd be less fucking scatterbrained here, baby. You know what's really weird was like, I was all about Better Off Dead like as soon as it came out, like from the TV commercials and shit. And like, I saw, I can't remember if I got my mom to take me to the theater seat or not, but like, I think she did. She took me like some afternoon. I was playing up the street from us. So like, I was like always all about Better Off Dead. I didn't even really know about this movie for some reason. Like, I don't really remember it coming out. I just remember on HBO catching it and like watching it all the time. But, but like, as a dumb kid, even though, like, they're almost, like, identical movies starring the same guy, directed by the same guy, same cartoon bullshit interweave through it, I never put two and two together for a long-ass time to, like, the internet age when I was reading about Savage Steve, and I was like, oh, shit, the same guy did both movies, which I don't know, even as a kid, I should have put two and two together, because it was like, these movies are, like, identical, you know what I mean? You know the the only thing that's stopping this movie from being a 10? Hmm. Right out of the gate, it's fucking. Uh, we needed another scene with it. Like, uh, he could have just made him a reoccurring character. The fucking hamburger could just show up and play oh, another yeah. song. The fucking like hamburger. The, it yeah. just cuts to a quick shot of him playing in her band or something. <laughs> or they like they're they're getting like uh, hamburgers like at the beginning where they're like on the road trip and they walk away like you know their plates are there on the counter or whatever and then you see the hamburger pop up with his guitar. I like my idea better. Yeah. I like my idea better. He's just in the van. And he's then, just like, the hamburger's it's, in the van. And it's even funnier because if people didn't see the original, they're just like, why is the hamburger playing? It's like, it fits with the movie, though, I guess. Now, I didn't understand this. Like, was, was Bobcat impersonating Elvis? Like, was he, he shows up in kind of like 50s clothes at the, at the concert. And he's got a wig on, but it's not really like a pompadour wig. It's like almost like a beehive wig or something. Like, his hair is like all combed forward. He looks like fucking a, a like a uh, flannel shirt wearing greaser from fucking like he's gonna show up and fucking uh, pull out his fucking uh, switchblade fucking uh, ask for your lunch money and shit. By the way, I think it's hilarious that Bobcat 
like would get grumpy like years later when people would want him to talk and act like Bobcat Goldweight. When like he never changed his name, he was always still Bobcat Goldweight. He did multiple movies, like completely different film franchises, where he talked the same and acted exactly the same. And then he's just like, "Why do you fucking assholes want me to keep doing the same shit over and over and over? <laughs> Get over it." Yeah, it, it, fucking uh, I, that probably like oh that was a character I created to yeah. do that, but because it was just his name, yeah, it was just like people just assumed. It's like you can't because clearly he was born in the hospital and his parents on the birthday where you put Bobcat Goldway. At the same time, it's like you can't like they probably just never thought about it like that. But it's like fucking, I can see him looking in someone's eyes like fucking. You thought that character I played on stage like you thought I just acted like that in real life? Or what are you stupid? Yeah, are you see... a fucking moron? <laughs> Even though your childhood was filled with going to trip after trip to your local cinema to see me do the exact same shit in multiple films, <laughs> what you thought that was the real fucking guy driving around all day? Like you, th- you think it, like that's how I sound when I'm fucking my girl and shit like yeah. that when I'm intimate, like fucking with all the sweet nothings and I'm whispering shit like I'm with my wife or whatever with the kids and like. In, in a way, you would feel stupid, like, because it's like, yeah, I didn't really think about it like that, Mr. Bobcat, but fucking, <laughs> there, <laughs> I you, guess it does sound ridiculous now. There, yeah, there, yeah, I'm so sorry, I apologize. There, I think he's kind of an asshole, though, because, like, there was a podcast uh, called the Creative Screenwriting Podcast, I think it was the name of it, and this guy, Jeff Gold, and I listened to this guy interview dozens of people, and, like, the guy was, like, a cool guy, he was, like, a... You know, kind of like a fanboy type guy, and he would interview mostly directors and writers about their shit. And he had Bobcat on, and like he kind of just wanted to talk about Bobcat's early career before he became. I love the Animal Hospital here with the dogs <laughs> pushing the cat in a fucking wheelchair. They have the bad guy kick the the ugly dog. Yeah, for no reason. <laughs> just to make it, just because he's the bad guy, we gotta hate him. But this, this guy Jeff Gohead, and he's like was bringing up his early career, and he's like he's like you started in this movie Hot to Trot, and Bobcat got pissed and didn't want to talk about it, and he's like oh, okay, he's like you know whatever like and it, the, the whole it was like an hour long interview, and like Bobcat was pissed the whole time. He's just like like they they tried to move on. They're talking about other stuff, and then Bobcat's like, why don't you just fucking ask me about Hot to Trot again? Like like, <laughs> like I guess he hated that movie or whatever. And that's the thing is like you don't know when people make thirty movies in their career like which ones they hate and which they know they don't. He's just like yeah, you fucking asshole, just ask me about Hot to Trot. And like the guy was like apologizing. Like first he was laughing, thinking you know it's Bobcat, he's doing a bit, but like no, he's fucking pissed the whole time. And I'm just like, what can you ask about this guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, you should, if, if you have things like that, you should probably make it very clear before. Yeah. Like, yeah, don't ask, don't ask me anything about that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, I can see being mad at. I don't want to make excuses for him. Like, fucking maybe he yeah. is an asshole. I don't know. But like, uh, yeah, uh, fucking, uh, I can see him being mad about how to try. <laughs> yeah, how to, which by the way, I remember when I was a kid. And the trailers for Hot to Trot, for people don't know, Hot to Trot is a movie, I think, from, like, around 1987. I think it was Bobcat's first starring role. You know, he's just kind of a supporting player in all these movies and Police Academy series. Um, it's about a guy, like, I don't know the exact setup, but it's, like, a guy who's, like, really, like, un, unqualified to run this, like, big corporation. And uh, and he he's, like, starts out in the mailroom or some shit, but somehow he meets a talking horse, and the, the horse, like, tells him everything how to run this company. So he becomes, like, the president of this company, and, like, in his office, he's got this fucking talking horse who's, like, telling him how to do everything. But but he's got to pretend like he's, like, the real president of the company, even though the horse is, like, doing all the shit. And I remember as a, 
course helps yeah. him become a better stockbroker is the plot of this yeah, that's movie. What, I thought he was a stockbroker. Like he tells him which stocks to bet on and all that shit. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and like <laughs> such a stupid movie. I remember, you know, this movie came out I was about ten years old and it was like, Oh my god, hot to try, we gotta fucking see it. Like all my friends, oh hot to try, you know. And I remember like going to either going to see it or renting, I can't remember when I saw it, and I remember like just being so disappointing even as like a fucking 10 year old kid you know it's just mean? like how is this not funny how is how this, is this how is this not only like how is this not funny how is this not the best fucking movie you've ever seen you know what fucking i mean john candy as a talking horse bobcat yeah. goldthwait yeah. a, a fucking a, a plot that ridiculous it, it is it's just like it's very forgettable yeah it's just kinda... of course you probably watch it now and it's probably like the best fucking thing you've ever seen compared to the shit we get now I, I did get it on Voodoo recently. I was like excited. I was like, "Fuck, this ain't out on Blu-ray, man!" Hot yeah, to oh, try. You thought you was getting a gym? It. You probably got yeah. it on sale for only eighteen ninety-nine or some shit. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I went all out for this one because it's like it's not even got a Blu-ray. And I want to see Blu-ray. it. I got to see this. Hot to try. Like the guy from the Police Academy movies. I thought like this. Oh fuck! It's gonna be so good. Fucking, I hope it shows the horse's cock at least once. Oh, yeah. Just like fucking in another great film uh, coming up again, Freddy Got Finger. Yeah, they should just remake Hot to Trot, but this time with Tom Green. It'll be they should. This time. Yeah. That would be amazing, actually. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> and, like, the, the, the joke of the movie is in order to get the stock tip from him, he's got to hold his cock the whole time to make him talk. Exactly. Like, that's how you talk. <laughs> that's how they get the magic to work. Yeah. Like, he can only talk whenever he's yeah. stroking his chin. <laughs> he can only talk when he's coming, even. That would even be funny. You know what would be great? You know how, like, the old days, like, I mean, I don't think they've had this for a long time, but, you know, like, the old movies, they would show the stock market. They had the ticker tape thing. Like, those guys would be sitting on the machine, like, gee, 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 those long, like, strings of uh, paper would come <laughs> out with all, like, the numbers and shit on it. That's what the horse does. He comes the paper off his Hell dick, yes. and then they read it Dude. off of that. When when we are president, yeah. we we are going to mandate day one that that fucking every yeah. studio, every branch of the Marvel universe gives Tom Green a, a, at least eight million dollars, at least. Yeah. Because I want to I want to see him get creative. Yeah. And uh, he's got to make at least one film for him. Looking yeah. When, when you and me are president, we're going to mandate way better movies be made than uh, Trump and Biden have. Hell yes. Hell yeah. yeah. The fucking, they've mandated zero. They yeah. have that ultimate power. They haven't used it at all. Mm-mm. That's an executive power that's been wasted. Lucky, they don't know what really matters. These idiots. The, the last the president that uh, mandated a movie was Obama. Remember that movie Southside with you? You ever see that? I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know any president ever mandated a movie. I think it even came out while he was still in office, too. There's a movie, and I'm not shitting you. It was like kind of like it wasn't like a big movie. Like it didn't make tons of money. It was like an independent movie, but it, like it got lots of press because everybody's interested in it. It's called South. I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. I would I would mandate people make movies a lot. Yo, yo, I would probably be doing it every week. You'd be maybe making movies. Yeah. You'd be making sequels to some of my favorite. I want Bill and Ted Four. Mm. Fucking all the all this keto shit. But, I'm uh, sorry, I talked over you. Though. No, I'm just, I was just explaining because, because like it seemed like normal at the time when it came out, whatever six, seven years ago. But now that I look at it, it was fucking weird. There's this movie called Southside with You, and <laughs> it's a movie like I'm not shitting you. The whole movie is about like like it portrays like the first date between Barack and Michelle Obama. 
Oh, it's like a fucking uh, a biopic or uh, something, yeah. Yeah, it's like a okay. biopic, but obviously it's made up because I mean, who really knows the details of their first exactly. date? You know exactly. What I mean? You get to fucking. That's why you got to be all eight head. You, you realize that people are gonna mythologize you anyway. Just get get the leg up. Just fucking. If you get to direct the movie about your life, fucking do what Dave Chappelle did in that skit. Just fucking literally. It doesn't even matter. Which which one which skit from oh, you don't, show? See that would that joke would have landed if you remember. Fucking he he did a skit where it's like fucking I made the biopic of me and it's like it's got him coming out. He's a baby and the baby's got a huge dick. Oh, okay. Like jokes like that. It's just fucking. <laughs> it's just re, re, ridiculous. I guess ridiculous. I guess we should say at this point in time like they did the concert. They got the money to save Cassandra's house. Um, but then the bank's like, oh, you have the money, but like, sorry, we already sold the house to that bully guy. So that's why he kicked the dog. And now the bully's son brings his car into the, um, like, they build this boat. They're like, oh, like, the next scheme we'll do to save Cassandra's house is we'll, we'll win the regatta race or whatever, the boat race. So, like, they, like, drug a, a sank boat up that was, like, shitty and falling apart. They remade it, but then they're like, oh, we don't have an engine. And the bully brings in his Ferrari and he, he punches Tom Villard. Which I forgot to say, Tom Fillard is uh, passed away in 1994 at the age of 40. Uh, I think he was one of the first celebrities to kind of pass away of AIDS, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, so the bully comes and punches Tom Fillard in the face. So like they get mad and they take a chainsaw to his car, and like it cuts to the boat race. And like they don't say, but didn't you figure out exactly what they had done to get the engine, <laughs> Zach? <laughs> They fucking filled it with their game. Yeah, yeah, the engine. Which, by the way, this is another like weird thing. Like, like you ever notice when you like you're a young kid, Zach, and movies you love, you love it for weird reasons. I love this mm. movie for the Godzilla suit, and then because they had a Yodi plush doll on the front of their boat. I thought that was so <laughs> fucking cool. Because like Yodi was like the shit in the '80s. Like Garfield was old hat, so the animator guy came out with Yodi, the dumb dog, and they put like this Yodi plush on the front of their boat. Oh yes. Oh yeah. And there was a scene where uh, Demi Moore and John Cusick had sex in just some random person's boat. And did you notice the uh, the star that flew across on the uh, the skyline? When they I didn't. They're floating. Away. And also too, like uh, when Tom Villard pulled that Ferrari into the the, sh- the garage and like like in in the scene. Like he forgot to put the e brake on, so he started to get out of the car and it started to roll back. And he reached out and put it, you know, yanked the emergency brake on. And that that was the take they used in the movie. Fuck you, Chad. We gotta talk about this fucked up shit. So they have the Yodi plush, and it has a big like felt tongue hanging out of its mouth because that's how Mm -hmm. Yodi was. He was just a dumb dog. So the bully, Mm -hmm. like he reaches over, like their their boat cruises up to the bully's boat. He reaches over with scissors. He cuts the Yodi tongue off, and then he gives it to Jeremy Piven. What does Jeremy Piven do with this like six, seven inch felt dog tongue from tongue? Fucking, he starts sucking it, right? <laughs> he sucks it, and then he eats it and swallows it. Fucking I thought that was chat. so fucking weird when I watched this other night. I was like, I didn't remember that part. I was like, hey. you know what's so funny? You know what's so fucking funny? This motherfucker, this guy. Fucking Savage Steve is 8,000 IQ because he knew someday you were going to be asking that, and I was going to be like, man, I don't remember the scene. I'm just going to guess. I'm just going to guess, and if, if I'm wrong, I'm going to play it off like I was joking, and I guessed right. No, he man. really he really sucked on it for a second, and then he ate it. He ate, he ate a piece of a plush animal. Literally. Jeremy, Jerry this, Piven, Jeremy Piven. This movie is fucking, uh, it, it, it knows. It knows. Fucking everybody knows. The, uh, our boy fucking, uh, 
Exactly. Savage Savage Steve. He's the Illuminati puppet. He's one of them. So this boat regatta is kind of weird. It's like three stretches. The first stretch, you actually have to paddle your boat. Like, you need a crew of like eight or nine guys to paddle the boat. The second stretch, which is like pretty quick off, you have to raise your sails. You go by wind. And then the last stretch, you have to actually kick in your electric engine. Oh, yeah. But I got to say, that really did blow my mind. I feel like uh, my babysitters used to feel when they'd be watching the fucking David Copperfield the specials. They'd be doing the thing. Well, put your finger on this card. And then he turns around at the end. It's like, was I your card? And they're like, oh, my God. Holy shit. I, I literally did just think Savage Steve fucking predicted my life. He just unfurled it all for you right there. He did. Which Savage Steve must have been a, a Rocky and Bullwinkle, uh, Bullwinkle Musa fucking fan. Because, like, early on, first uh, Curtis Armstrong's wearing a Rocky shirt. Then he's wearing a Bull Moon shirt. And then part of the guy's wacky boat is like they just use old blankets and bed sheets to make their mass and one was like a giant bullwinkle blanket did you see that i did i did Fuck. our our boy <laughs> did he just say did he just say what i thought he said the dialogue <laughs> in this movie this is the dialogue in this movie. yeah the the bully dad he 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 said uh he called him highly regarded if you know what i mean yeah he called him highly, or no? Was he talking about the dolphin there? He might have been talking. He was about talking dolphin. about the dolphin. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's okay then. He wasn't saying it about a person. Well, he wasn't being dehumanizing. When he no, did. no, he was talking about a, a animatronic dolphin. So this is where Savage Steve is a is a great filmmaker. Is like you know how they always say great filmmaking is when you show a gun in the first act of the movie, which means in the third act that gun has to go off. We saw the bully dad's crossbow, so now he used it on their boat. He used his crossbow to the arrow uh, cut their sails apart. And, like, this was a great, uh, this is pretty much uh, John Cusack's uh, character arc. His name is Hoops, and he's terrible at basketball. But in order to fix the sail here, they, they find, like, a little metal ball, and he puts the string of the mass on there, and he has to shoot it up into the hoop, and he gets it slow motion on the first try. Like, did you find that to be an uplifting character arc right there? Fucking a very uplifting. His entire arc made sense with this. We needed this. This uh, this reminded me of the same thing I mentioned with Better Off Dead, where it seemed like fucking he took the this weird movie he had to a studio, and they said you got to put shit like this in it. Where like, oh yeah, just just added like, oh they they're doing a ski trip, and then it's like a thing for him to overcome. Yeah. And then Savage Steve just like fucking whatever. He just do it. Because <laughs> in order to make your movie, you got to do the formula. Yeah. Like if you do the formula, you can put all your weird shit in there that we don't <laughs> like. Because I think I think both studios. Because I think Better Off Dead was Fox, and this was Warner Brothers. I think he had a little bit more trouble with Warner Brothers, but uh, yeah, it's just like we'll ignore all your like weird off the cuff humor if you give us the teen formula. Give us some way to sell this. Like, we need something to put on the poster. Yeah. <laughs> like, something to get the kids interested, I guess. Yeah. They, they don't want to see, like, just some weird fucking oddball fucking what the fuck is happening. Tom Green before his time type shit here. So, yeah, so 11 months ago, baby, our loyalist, or big shout out to at AndyMC96. Can you guys please do one crazy summer? And I replied 11 months ago, we are hoping to do that one in the future. Probably next summer. Did I keep my promise or what, baby? You did. You did. And I I feel like I was useless. 
because it's like fuck, this movie is so new to me it's just like i feel like i'm just peeling down one layer of the banana and like i need to watch it like eight thousand more times to understand it like i fucking like i like i have with better off dead well it's it's kind of weird like uh and I, I guess we can like once the movie wraps up we can kind of compare the two movies but like the i think the main difference is even though the humor is the same and the main characters are very similar and all the cartooning and shit that's going on I feel like Better Off Dead is like way easier to follow as a story, whereas like this story, there's there's like a lot of time spent on wacky humor, but the plot points like fly by. Like like I even had to rewind rewind a couple scenes to recatch the dialogue to really understand like what was going on. Like it's a basic concept, but like all the shit with like Demi Moore's house, like that was the main shit I rewind. I was like, what? Like who? Like okay, what are they trying to do? Like maybe it was that's. Just, it flies by. Maybe that's more of the thing with the studio. They're like, hey, you got to put something resembling a plot. He's like, okay, yeah. I'll make it go by real fast. No one will even notice it. Yeah. <laughs> and this, this is great. The, the bully dad, like he was going to shoot them again with the arrow to fuck their boat up. But uh, instead, the, the boat got bumped. He fell in and it's like a Jaws homage. He gets eight and it's, it's the, uh, the highly regarded dolphin eating him. <laughs> But then the fin pops open of the thing because you know just like Bruce the shark was, it was it was just you know a, a submarine type thing, a mechanical thing. Who's inside the uh, dolphin? It's the little sister came and saved them. Wouldn't you have shat your pants if it was Ace Ventura pet detective inside the dolphin? Hey, it's just one quick uh, shot there. They could refilm real quick and insert into the movie. Yeah. By the way, how does Savage Steve like not direct an early Jim Carrey vehicle? That would have been perfect. He would have been the perfect person to get. Yeah. In an alternate world, fucking Jim Carrey is starring in this movie and Better Off Dead. Exactly. All right. So now here comes the big showstopper of the film's act. They're at the, the leg of the race where you have to start up your electrical engines. And what do these guys do that just blows the mind? It's like eight head level. I'm gonna try the same thing I did earlier when I guessed. Fucking they're gonna they're gonna come inside of the engine and use their cum energy to fucking to win the race. Even better, they set off an <laughs> explosive that blows off the back of the boat and reveals their engine for their rotor is actually the Ferrari engine. And it's got the, actually the ass end of the Ferrari as the back with the guy's license plate and everything. So it's it's so obvious, even to the bully, the bully's going to know that they used his car to beat him in the race. And I was thinking, like, for this type of, like, thing, like, boat regulations, like, like you know what I mean? Like, shouldn't there have been some sort of standard? Like, you can't use, like, a super, like, you know, everybody had to use at least, like, a similar engine. You, you know what I mean? Think about this. You think about this too logically. Too, you like, you're supposed to go with the wackiness, huh? Fucking Savage Steve. Savage mm-hmm. Steve. His name is Savage. They don't call him Savage Streets for nothing. This motherfucker is going to be on the Criterion Collection any day now. I don't know what the fuck's taking him so long. Savage. (laughs) Sorry, same with Tom Green for the fucking party guy figure. Exactly. Savage Steve, he's um, better off dead in the streets. He's one crazy summer in the sheets. Chad. Fucking big Keno cock on that. He is the Keno cock, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be funny if fucking, uh... <laughs> wouldn't that be fucking hilarious if, uh... The Criterion Collection did put it out fucking Friday Got Fingers? Oh, that would be the best ever. That'd probably be the... You know, when people go, oh, that's like a tasteless joke. Criterion's known for the finest Keno. 
a lot of people don't know that on Laserdisc, anything went with Criterion. They put out Halloween. They put out A Nightmare on Elm Street. They did all kinds of, you know, popular movies. Did, did, did you see the, the license plate on the back of the boat, baby? I didn't. I'm I'm so stupid. I didn't understand what it was. I thought it was Coo Later. It's See You Later. Like, I just realized oh. you're supposed to. Yeah, so, later. So, so Joel David Murray actually ends up with the because uh, you know the bully is like a loser now in the eyes of the town because he lost the race. So Joel David Murray ends up with the hot blonde at the end. He makes out with her. Oh, I thought it was yeah. funny that they have to towel off the little like girl. So yeah, the ugly dog comes and like there's like ten ugly dog puppies. Like I had no idea that dog was a girl because I thought it had a boy's name, and also oh. too it's like. It's like, who knew it was pregnant with a billion puppies? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I thought that they got a, a different dog to play the ugly dog at one point. Really? Or did, did they just give up on shaving the dog? Uh, did they like shave him once or for one scene, and then <laughs> yeah. it grew back, and they were just like, let's not shave him again. That was too much work. Yeah. <laughs> it could Probably. be. So yeah, Curtis Armstrong Booger, he went overboard because you know, when they were, the bullies were cheating, they, there was another boat that they... They hit in like the whatever the the mass. They swung it around and hit some guy in the head. He was going to die, and Curtis Armstrong had to jump off his boat with John Cusack and go help the guy. So, you know, he was disowned by his father because he wasn't tough enough to join the military. But now his his dad Joe Flaherty likes him again because he saved somebody's life and he's a hero. That's kind of a fickle ass father, huh? Love you, hate you one day, love you the next. Exactly. Exactly. Baby, how is Revival House live right now on Twitch and you're here with me? What's going on with that? The the, the, the gang is fucking... They're, they're, they're playing their video games. Their video games. Their video you games. ain't got time for that shit. You gotta dive deep into the Kino. Boy's got... Boy's been watching too many cartoons. <laughs> okay, A-Rod's gonna hear that and he's gonna, be, he's gonna think that's pretty funny. He's gonna think that's pretty funny. But like, fuck, hell yeah. They, they fucking, they're, they're trying to grow... The, uh, the the Twitch channel, baby. Yeah, they're obsessed with that. I was talking about the other day. These guys, the Revival House Network, they're streaming day and night. You wake up, brush your teeth, they're online playing video games. You're working all day, you have them in the background. You go to sleep at night, they're still on there. Motherfuckers, motherfuckers, they don't got to work all day. They be playing a video. No, they both do. They both do. But fucking, that would be funny if like that we started actually like fucking making money for uh, playing video games that would be hilarious would. like i don't i don't know what you would do in that world you see these two bunnies watch here baby there's a fat one with glasses and then a tall skinny bald one that's supposed to be cisco and ebert savage King. Steve said he was he was mad because they give better off dead a shitty review see i would have done the same thing i would have yeah. put fucking i would have fucking uh, cisco and ebert People talk about you guys like you're like fucking Kino royalty and all this shit. Like, yeah. we need to hear what their opinion is. And they don't even like shit like fucking uh, Better Off Dead. Like, uh, uptight motherfuckers. Which, I, I don't want to fucks with you if you don't like Better Off Dead. Like, oh, I, I'm yeah. being completely genuine right now. I am too. <laughs> Which, by the way, doesn't this feel like a joke? Like, the movie's over. Like, they've, they've already done the, the shot of uh, Demi Moore and John Cusack on the pier holding hands, kissing. Like, the movie's over, and then we go in the credits, and we go back to uh, Joel Murray's uncle, who's, who finally, he calls in to the, the radio station he's been waiting a whole year for 
does for them to say, oh, call in and do this, and he knows the answer to the question. He wins the million dollars, but he gets so excited, he pulls the phone line out of the wall, and it's torn. He can't pull it back in, and he hears on the radio, they just go to the next caller, and he loses the million dollars. Now, what's going to happen here, baby, that's so cartoony? This motherfucker. He is going to uh, go to the radio station to get those tickets and fucking uh he's gonna, <laughs> i was gonna lead into a joke where i was just basically gonna redo the plot of like uh yeah. detroit rock city but like fucking i couldn't keep it going long enough i'm sorry i'm sorry he actually just pulls out a rocket launcher and shoots a bazooka it. yeah he has a bazooka and he shoots it and you see the rocket like it goes across the town it feels like and like it blows up the radio station which is kind of just like this little shack over on a sand dune and then the the Stork brothers, uh, Bobcat and Tom Villard, like they're pulling up in their tow truck, and they're like, "Oh, look!" And they they have sticks and marshmallows ready, and, and like even though they could have just drove up to the fire, they jump out and they go running towards it to uh, to uh, you know roast, roast the weenies or, or not the weenies, the marshmallows. Yeah. You Bird. know what? I uh, it, it's kind of funny. This is his second movie because in a way it kind of seems even more like they let him get away with more shit than the first movie did like the first movie almost seems more like uh Co- cohesive yeah yeah which is weird to make uh better off dead seem commercial in a way yeah, yeah it's like funny. it's kind of weird and like you know i hate to do the same thing of like like i hate to do the thing of compare like a filmmaker's two films against each other but it's just mm-hmm. it's kind of hard not to when like the movies are so similar you know what i mean like it'd be different if like oh he just was like which we didn't even talk about the at the end william hickey just shows up because the whole reason they wanted to win the race was they could trade the trophy back to the bullies and and they would hopefully give her house back and they were like no we're not going to give it back man fuck you and then the the grandpa of the bullies just comes up and he's like here's your house back he gives him the deed he's like he's like i'm not going to let these assholes build this like lobster restaurant and i thought it was so funny that the whole plot at the end would just boil down to some old man saying ah these assholes i don't care i like you you know what i mean amazing amazing that is the sign of a true keto work of art. Yeah, but what I was saying is like it's it's hard not to compare these two movies that came out back to back. You know, one came out one year and then the next year, and then on top of it, like like pretty much Cusack. You know, like this could have been a sequel, like literally to Better Off Dead, because he's in high school in the first one, and then like you know, whereas like I, I guess the only difference is I think they're supposed to kind of be in California or maybe they're in Utah. Uh, where they where they film the the ski shit and um and in this one like you said they're in new york but i mean he's like the exact same character drawing the cartoons in love with the girl daydreaming all that shit you know what i mean like it's hard not to compare it mm-hmm. fucking, uh, they're both very fun movies they fucking, yeah. yeah definite like uh i don't know if it would make a good double feature because it almost seems like fucking comedy overload it almost yeah. seems like fucking there's too many jokes like you can't watch all the Naked Gun movies in a row, even I wouldn't say. Yeah. Maybe you can. Maybe you can. But yeah, uh, I like this movie a lot, but I I just can't help it. Like I just Better Off Dead's like probably in my top ten of movies, and this is just a really good movie. But but at the same time, like I probably I just need to watch this again because I haven't watched this a lot. Where I've been watching Better Off Dead, I've had the DVD for whatever, probably twenty mm-hmm. years, and I just got this on Blu-ray like six months ago or whatever. But because uh, even is this his time, name, was his name pronounced Hoops McCain? I think it's either Ho- Hoops McCain or Hoops McCain. I don't know. 
they could make whenever we become president. Uh, I think one of the first ones we should mandate is uh, fucking uh, uh, part two to this, and he's yeah. uh, he's running for president or something because the the because it, it's kind of like McCain and McCain he would run for president. Fucking, I want to see hoops uh, try to uh, he hoops goes to office. I say, and we're gonna become president. We're gonna make that happen. He's like in the Oval Office, just dreaming of hamburgers coming to life. And uh, they, yeah, they even used Twisted Sister music in in this in the early on in this film. And they had the guy who plays the bully dad in the Twisted Sister videos. But uh, was that before this? Yeah, I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty sure Twisted Sister was like more popular, like around '83 ish. If you know what I mean. I was gonna say because fucking our boy Savage Steve could have made that happen, like because yeah. fucking Twisted Sister saw this movie, like I we got to get that guy, we got to get him. Yeah. Because, of course, they watched this. This is a fucking Kino film. This is some funny trivia, too. The second consecutive comedy featuring an SCTV alumnus, which I think they mean Joe Flaherty, who's barely in the movie, but either way he is, uh, where a regatta boat race not only ends the movie, but has people remaining on their property as the stakes of the winning. The first was Summer Rental starring John Candy and Joe Flaherty appears here. So that is interesting. That was like a popular thing. You win a boat race and you get to keep your house. That was like a big thing in movies. Fucking that. Did you see the ending credits there? I didn't notice that. It said, fucking the movie's over. You can go now. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like waiting for more scenes and then you just got that saying like, yeah, you can go home now. Uh, you think that that was like uh, kind of a fuck you? Like fucking you wanted one of those after credit scenes, but you don't get one. I know. You kind of you kind of feel cheated. It's like bit. it's like why even write anything there at all? Which is why the fact that it's there is probably the greatest fucking joke of all. If I was in in a movie, I probably at the end it just probably would just say "Big Come" and people would be like, oh, "What does that yeah. mean?" What, 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 oh what? yeah, and it would say it really small, and it would come up, and it would be like one of those things where like people would have to squint, like, "What does that say?" And then as soon as it's just there long enough for so as soon as they read it. it, it dissolves out and it's fucking it's over it's like it says big cup but it's so small what are they trying to say what are they trying to say here i put the trailer on the trailer just starts out the first 20 seconds of the trailer is bobcat in the godzilla suit looking into the camera saying something that like wasn't in the movie of they, course it they, is that's so awesome they were they were just trying to ride the bobcat mania because like he almost looks like he's the star of the movie like in the trailer like they show him was equally was it a deleted scene or was it literally like, hey, I'm Bobcat. Was he doing like a fucking, uh, fucking what's his name, uh, from Psycho, like his Psycho yeah. thing where he's just on the set and he's like, oh, something peculiar. He's got fucking, I'm Bobcat, fucking, I'm, uh, we're just on the set here and, he, and something crazy happened. Uh, put this helmet on and then he puts it on to show them tearing up the city. Fucking, oh my God, this motherfucker. Oh, the trailer's ending with him looking. At, like, there's so much footage of this Godzilla suit that's not in the movie that's in this trailer. I think they just filmed this like later. Oh my god, this motherfucker! We we got to get him on the show. We got to get him on. He's got to watch his uh the other movie he made with us. We'll be like Bobcat. Remember when they made you do the trailer for One Crazy Summer, where you talked in the camera like you were the star of the movie, or he like, oh I, great, let's talk about One Crazy Summer all fucking night long, you asshole. Oh. I actually I actually met the director. No, but, like, but your idea is better. We'll get him and we'll try to make him mad. Watch it. That would be uh, more entertaining. 
No, but it, it's good, though, because, like, even when we were watching it for the commentary, you know, obviously no sound, just watching it with subtitles on. There was visual jokes I was catching now that I didn't even catch when I watched it the other night. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think five years from now we'll need to come back and record another episode about it. Hell, yeah. Fuck it. We, we do. Like, there's just something about, like, fucking uh, Savage Steve that brings us all together as humans. And that's why we're going to fucking mandate he makes more movies. When If he's on Twitter, we need to send him a, a tweet asking if he can na- uh, change his name to Savage Street Solomon. We should. We should. We should. We need to mandate he makes a remake of Savage Streets, too. Oh, that would be awesome. Because our boy Steinman, he died a long time ago, unfortunately. Exactly. We're, we're going to also mandate that he has to use a Ouija board and try to summon the spirit. Even if he believes in it, whatever it is working or not, we just need him to believe that he's summoning the fucking ghost of Steinman to make this movie. And while you're at it, summon the, the other Steinman, uh, Jim Steinman, to do the soundtrack or something. Too. Oh, Jim Steinman is awesome. The, the, another trivia is Bobcat Goldwaite would later direct Joel Murray in God Bless America. You ever see that God Bless America movie? I did. I saw it one time a long time yeah. ago. I, I don't remember a lot about it, but like fucking after watching his other movie, like uh, Best Dad, that movie, yeah. I kind of want to go back and watch it. Yeah, I, like I only saw that once too, but like I remember it being pretty good because like it was pretty satirical. Where like a middle aged man is just bored with his life and he meets a teenage girl who also hates everything, and they just it's basically like natural born killers, but between a middle aged man and like a teenage girl, and they just go across the country killing every asshole person they come across. They were black pilled before it was fucking oh, uh, a thing. Based in black pilled. Based in black pilled. But yeah, it's kind of funny too because we like uh, I feel like us doing this commentary, Zach, was the the summer event of podcasting because we kind of teased it on a recent live stream, didn't we? We did. We did. I kind of felt bad. I, I just barged in and I wasn't even in the right app, and then uh, you guys got me added in. But I I crashed your stream like and not just like crashed as in like I went on it unexpectedly. I made the whole thing shut down and all the viewers. Who were at home watching it they couldn't watch a show anymore because i came in either with my shitty internet connection or just we overloaded the server and i was showing oh. my movie room and all that kind of bullshit and there and was it, so much there was just so much fucking epicness for one yeah. server to, to handle and yeah. we 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 flooded it with our cum and fucking uh, that machine is not adapted to run on cum yet but it will be soon you did the best podcast tease though when i was just you know kind of briefly showing my movie shows you're saying like oh you could see the movie we're gonna do next and like i don't even know if like we you could even see the spine of this movie on the shelf if i went past it or not but like probably everybody thought like we were talking about asian fever 37 because we did show that or at least i showed that on the on the live stream See, I I almost thought because there was a part where you were panning past something, mm-hmm. and I could tell you were slowing down to get it, and yeah. uh, it it was it was really dark. I thought you did pan past this movie, or did you not? I was looking at the shelf at first, like I didn't, but okay. I didn't intentionally do it. I thought I thought I saw this big fucking orange sun covered. I was like, oh, did he just? Pan oh, past? you know what? You might have did because after I watched it or whatever, like instead of putting it like you know sliding it into the shelf i put it like on the edge of the shelf so i might have actually did that you're right i think it was because 
before we recorded the show right now, I went and grabbed it. It was it was sitting facing out on the thing. So it probably was up there now that I think about it. Oh, yeah. I have to mention, this is one of, every once in a while you get those Blu-rays mm-hmm. that for whatever reason, I don't know if it's a manufacturing error or whatever, something about the way they're cut, like fucking the way it spins in the fucking spin, all mm-hmm. of a sudden you hear like a weird audible buzz. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's like, like fucking... And it's like, why does it sound like that thing's gonna fucking go super fast to shoot out and cut someone's head off or something? And it's like, this is one of those movies. Yeah. One of those. Warner it, Archive. Is it, is your version like that too? You know, I didn't notice it, but here's the thing. Just for that reason, you won't believe how many I have in like like in my bedroom. I just have one player, whatever. But in my home theater room, I got a HD DVD player. I got a, a Blu-ray player. Then I got two 4K players hooked up, and like, yeah, and like, you never know what's like going to make it like buzz. And then, then like those discs that buzz like that, Zach. I take them out and I put it in another player, and you don't hear it. It's weird. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea what causes that at all. And because the ones that like buzz, I've had 4K discs do it. I've had, and I always heard that 4K uh, discs have to spin faster compared to like regular Blu-rays. But I've had regular Blu-rays I put in the player, and then like I have I have an LG player who um, it, it's kind of like the worst offender. There's maybe I've encountered in the last year I've encountered maybe like seven discs that buzz real loud, so I just take it out and I put it in in another player. But uh, but yeah, it's just weird that it would make one player buzz but not the other. You know what I mean? When we're president, we're going to mandate they add a new technology mm-hmm. that if you get one of those weird buzzing discs, yeah. you can take it out and come on it, and that'll fix it. Well, I think, too, the problem is, like, they got to do more to, like, the actual, like, because every Blu-ray player is the same. Like, when you take it out, you see the disc drive area. It's just that square disc drive. Like, they need to put, like, more screws in it. You got to do, like, a thicker bottom metal plate of the Blu-ray player to hold it down. And then you have to do, like, the case. Because my LG player, is like, I really love the way it looks. It's really kind of stylish and kind of slim looking and black. But it's like, yeah, my Sony player is like way bigger, chunkier, thicker, and then like you can't hear it as much in there. So it's like you, they really have to do more to hold the disc down because it's like if that shit's spinning and vibrating and rubbing and shit because it's spinning the disc so fast, and you really, really need to lock that shit down tight. You know what I did uh, get uh, recently? Did you know that they put out that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Cowabunga collection? That's the video games, right? Yeah. Like no, Turtles no, yeah. Time. Like I saw it, but what video games actually come in it? Turtles and all of them, all of the fucking like beat the, the up actual games. arcade game. Because remember that first arcade yeah. game that was awesome. It, it has both versions of Turtles in Time, the fucking arcade version and the remake, or like the the Nintendo Super Nintendo version. I I was so excited to play. It. I got that recently. I'm excited to play it. <laughs> I, I remember, I think, the arcade game was out, and then the original NES game, and then you got it, and it was, like, so fucking hard, the original NES game, and I hated it. I never got that far. Like, I would play that, it so far, too. so long, because it was Turtles, and I, it, you always just get stuck or you get killed. That's actually on there, too. So, uh, like, I'm kind of excited to play through that, because it's like, now I can beat it, because they added, like, a rewind feature, and, like, oh, okay. saves. Yeah. So it's like... Oh, now we'll be able to get through mm. that fucking impossible Actually, fucking swimming could, level. Could you imagine if you're, like, a game designer back then, right? And, like, you design this whole game, like, so say it's eight levels, but it's that hard-ass shit to where, you know, most people never got past the second level. Exactly. It's, it's <laughs> just like, like, like just, just make the game two levels and make it impossible to beat. Nobody will ever know the difference, you know what I mean? Mm, fucking the memories. 
In know. a way, it's kind of it's kind of child exploitation. In a way, it is <laughs> consumer it is. exploitation. Well, I don't know. Like it's just like, oh, they're gonna buy it anyway because it's got the Ninja Turtles. Fucking most of them aren't gonna be patient enough to sit there for like their entire like oh because that that's what sucked is like fucking you couldn't just go back because it's like you had to beg your mom to take you to the video store to buy that's if you could buy it like we had to yeah. rent it so it's like fucking can we rent a game and then if you rent a game i think they cost more than a movie so it's like fucking, you can only get one and then it's like that's your whole weekend so you take it home <laughs> and it's unplayable it's like <laughs> yeah, I'm, you're just fucked. I'm on the second level and i keep dying because there's fucking you gotta swim and there's a time limit and there's like fucking coral that shocks you like oh. what well, ridiculous. I'm older than you too, Zach. So like, like, uh, it was like I was like older when like the video stores started popping up. They had the multi-day rentals. Like in the early back in the days, pretty much every place was like, especially the mom and pop places were like one night. So yeah, we would rent those fucking NES games. That and like we, I remember my buddy. I remember there was I think it was like the Rocketeer or something. Like we stayed up all night, and my buddy was better at Nintendo than I was. But like, I would play it and die. Hand him the controller. He would play it for a while, die. Hand me back the controller, and it's just like we just did it all the night because you couldn't turn the the thing off because you would lose your place. You know what I mean? <laughs> there was no save on the game. So fucking, so fucking. Trying to finish that shit in one night, crazy. Memories, memories. I know. But uh, going back to uh, the most important thing that you got to talk about on uh, One Crazy Summer. Uh, when I was showing off uh, uh, Asian Fever 37 the other night on the live stream, it was a little dark, so you probably couldn't read the cover too good. You know who actually stars in Asian Fever 37? The actress? Who? This is the best. Her name is Jessica Bangkok. Amazing. 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 That is a porn star name. I want to fuck it. I want to get that tattooed on my fucking forehead. Exactly. Hell yeah. Be That's like, some Riley Reed type shit. That is. Like that shit. What's her name? That chick's name? Amber Rose. She got her kids' names tattooed across her forehead. You get Jessica Bangkok's <laughs> name. A porn star did that? No. Well, she's not a porn star. She's oh, like, okay. a, she was married to, or no, she was a girlfriend of Kanye West. She was married to Wiz Khalifa and then some other people. She has a bunch of kids with a bunch of rappers, and, like, she's, like... I was gonna say, imagine, like, when that kid's going through the whole, like, fucking... Oh, fucking mom, embarrassing. It's like, mom, you got my name, and you're... You, I know, the face. kid's <laughs> name's across her forehead. And she was known as, like, a model and shit, and, like, she... I mean, she was a Stacy, and eventually she got a bunch of tattoos, but she had, like... She made this weird bra, because she had giant, like, breasts and stuff. She made this weird bra that, like, wasn't, like, a bra. It was, like, this weird, like, pasty thing with some strings. And, like, you stick it to your boobs and you pull the strings. And supposedly it just, like, holds all your giant boobs together. Which, like, I always thought that was... Like, she did a video, like, showing it off. I was like, this has got to be a scam. Like, if you order this thing, (laughs) there's no way it's going to work like this, right? You know what I mean? Look, that is the best technology ever created. And, um, we're gonna mandate every every woman gets a free ver- like we're gonna have free healthcare we're gonna have free those things boob strings yeah oh yeah fucking the all the tampons all that shit you get all that shit for free now hell yeah that that will will promise the world to get elected we are going to fulfill it because it all runs on cum that shit we don't money we don't even need money anymore we got cum like Jermaine Dupree said money ain't a thing. It ain't no thing. Hell yeah. 
So yeah, so I guess that's it. There's really not a whole lot. Like Savage Streets, uh, Holland films, you have to kind of witness them to really understand. Like even us talking about it for a full two hours doesn't do it justice. But um, I, w- I was I was going to ask you uh, what's going on with your other endeavors before we go. Fucking hell yeah, we are BTM podcast. We do the commentaries. We're uh, we're gonna do a Broken Arrow commentary. Oh, amazing. I had never seen that movie until recently. It's great. Fucking, I was thinking like we we need to do a face off country at some point. We gotta have the goat on, but it's I know it's asking a lot because like isn't that movie at least two hours long? Or am I wrong? I don't know. It's I don't care. It's one of my favorite movies. It's, I, uh, it's one of the, yeah. It's one of those movies. that's like it don't even matter if it's two hours. Long. I was I've actually been meaning to propose to you for a while. This is like behind the scenes, out in the front of the scenes. But we, but it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's goddamn ridiculous. We've been doing this podcast for seven years, and I don't think we covered one Nicolas Cage film. I am proposing that we slowly but surely work through his catalog and do a series of podcasts entitled Cage Kino Classics. Fuck it, I am caming already. I am covered in came already. I, I literally need to reupholster my fucking chair I'm sitting on. Exactly. Jesus Christ. It, Amazing. When you bought it, it was it was classified as a gaming chair. Now it's officially a gaming chair. <laughs> Genius. Genius. <laughs> we we should character. sell those. We should sell those. You made me break character. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gaming chair. And you know you know what's great about it? Like you know like those uh like post-it notes, like you get a you get a thing of post-it notes as like a notepad. And then you ride on it, and then you take it off. You can peel it off. That's how the chair will be. Like, when you buy it, it will have, like, 50 layers on the seat and on the handles where you rest your arms and stuff. And after you soil it, you don't have to clean it. You just peel it off, and there's another layer underneath. You are literally writing jokes for my other podcast. <laughs> that reminds me. Fucking the Came Gang. You fucking Came Gang. Came for, Gang. Formerly known is that the one? What was it? Formerly Mac and Zack Save the World? formally mac and zack say the world at some point it, it was so funny because like we fucking we we started that podcast we were like we need to come up with a name and all the names we were coming up with were literally like fucking jism jihadis fucking cum junkies basically all the names we used throughout like fucking we were just coming up with words like that names like that and then we we discovered came gang and it's like how did we not think of that back then and it works perfect now because now they won't even know it's a dirty uh, word, and we we won't even get blocked and all that shit uh, until somebody get. They'll be on to us at some point. They'll be yeah. on to us, I'm sure. And I actually uh, I apologize also because it wasn't my attempt, but I I almost gave you a heart attack about a week ago <laughs> relating to King Gang. <laughs> my, my boy here, he made a graphic design, baby. Yeah. What'd you use to do that? I can't remember now. It was like freelogomaker.com, some shit. He sends me a picture. It says Cave Gang, and it's got like pictures of like fucking basically like uh, cool drawn pictures of like a, a, a penis being stroked and all this shit. Like fucking just all the cool shit. And uh, I'm just like fucking Jesus. I didn't realize somebody came up with the name first. <laughs> you thought I found it somewhere that had been existing for years. Exactly. I, I was, I was like, fucking. We just changed the name and we did it for no reason because we're just gonna have to change it back or come up with something else. But like, 
fucking cameo was perfect. I don't know what else we could do. But it's funny though when I was making that graphic, and they're like, "Oh, the, like it's not like a weird website. It's like a professional looking website, and it's like, you know, you get like the free crappy res res version. But if you want to pay, then you can print it out and or download the the JPEG. You know, it look better because like mm-hmm. the one that I was made for free was like all blurry and shit. But like you know, they're like, "Oh, make it for you know, design any logo for your business, your website, your podcast, your kids' little league team." So like, I was doing like the normal shit, and then there's like a search bar if you want to get like the little graphics on there. Then eventually, it just dawned on me. I was like, "Do they have like weird shit on here?" Like, I don't even know why. I started <laughs> typing in like you know the masturbation and coming and shit, and they had graphics for it, like women <laughs> with big titties sitting on a vibrator, like all kinds of weird shit. You should have submitted that as like one of the designs for your kids, like yeah. softball team or something. Yeah, that'd have been hell. Yeah, I would have came. Amazing, it's amazing. <laughs> amazing what big business is willing to do for us, huh? Fucking, uh, are we gonna influence fucking uh, American language, language, just like humankind yeah. language? Are people in Britain gonna be fucking calling it came? I'm gonna have a good came. Probably. Fucking, uh, I hope it happens. It would be amazing. It will happen. It, it'll give me a reason uh, to have the word came carved into my forehead because uh, I've had it since I was like eight years old. Fucking, uh, the babysitter did it to torture me one time, but uh, I, I like to think that there's a reason for it. Fucking, uh, they taught I'm you the, this up, the right? genius of came or what? I don't. It, it should. It, it's all fucking good. I. It should have been more like it was a birthmark. I should have done that joke. Fucking, it was uh, the tenacious D pick a destiny. Remember they had the birthmark. Oh yeah, yeah. One one of them had one half of it, and that's how it became. Fucking, you know, fucking. I just didn't think of it right away. It just came later. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's it for one crazy summer, and I guess that's really it for summer 2022. Everybody, I mean, it's 115 degrees where I live. Everybody's still hooting and hollering every time I go out. Everything's still crowded. I don't know when these assholes are gonna finally go back to school and work, but uh, yeah, sneaking in late, but better late than never. Oh yes, oh yes. All right, so I hope you enjoyed it. And as always, that tacked on 20 minutes of unbearable chattering at the end of the episode. <laughs> like the last one. Remember the last one, baby? Matilda, I just left it in. You're like, oh, I didn't even know we were still recording. I was like, oh, I'll just leave it in. <laughs> Fuck it. Matilda. Fuck it. I still, I still think about, oh, I was thinking about, I was listening to Tom Waits and I was singing, watching Matilda. I thought of that again. And then there's another, there's a line in the, in the song where he says, he says something. I swear to God, he says, "My Stacys are soaking wet." Wow. Yeah, my Stacys are soaking wet. I'm like, fucking. He knew. He knew. I was gonna make the the connection one day. He put it all together. You you did the math in your head that Elon Musk couldn't. Exactly. Fucking idiot. It's really simple, really. Exactly. Most genius man in the world, and he's tweeting about Amazon Lord of the Rings. Come on, grow up. <laughs> he wouldn't last a minute in the Kane game. Exactly. Fucking, he'd get trampled to death. <laughs> he would. get trampled to death. <laughs> that big watermelon head would be stomped out. And... We'd be fucking tap dancing on his court. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking burned to death in one of his 
death trap fucking wind up of electric <laughs> jalopies that he fucking painters. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Our boy Elon. Wait, what? what's his... Now that I think about it, it makes fucking sense that he has fucking weird names for his kids. Like, his oh, parents yeah. did name him Elon. I mean, the one kid's named, like, Sizor, the other one is, like, GS8138469 or some shit, and he's, like, he goes on podcasts, he's, like, oh, a little bit of crap. It's, like, I liked it better, like, 15 years ago when Elon Musk was known as, like, the eccentric billionaire dealing with, um, uh, a borderline aut- autism. Now he's just, like, oh, he's just the smartest guy in the world. That's why he does all that shit. It's, like, like, it's like no, it's, like... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Did we forget everything we knew about this man? <laughs> yeah. Is he still trying to sell people on the Hyperloop or whatever that was? I, I, I mean, I think it's one of those things where, like, only if somebody, like, he only pushes it if somebody's giving the funding for it. And I don't believe anybody's giving the funding for it right now. So, like, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's still going on. I think yeah. I think he's all in on uh, SpaceX. Uh, we got to fly billionaires to the moon. Bullshit right now. There's there, there's a uh, an interesting theory that he's basically just a there a guy that's there to like fucking sabotage like real things from happening. Like he 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 proposes <laughs> I can believe that. he proposes the hyperloop just to basically get the government away from talking about like fucking high speed rails and shit that's actually doable. It's like, yeah. oh no, I'll give you this weird fucking sci-fi version of it where you're in your car and you go underground and like weird tunnels and shit. And it's like uh, how like we know that people would crash down there how are you gonna fix it if it like it's just a fucking loop how are you like, yeah like you can't come in behind down? it because everybody will be piled up like you know there's like when there's like bad weather in like detroit and shit there's like a 64 the road gets icy there's like a 64 car pile up imagine imagine the hyperloop shit exactly it, it seems so dumb but it's like people like it's so dumb it's just like fucking I was trying to get funding for it. It's like some, it seems like some people take it serious. Was he the guy that wanted to do the solar panel roads, or was that a different guy? I don't remember hearing about it. I just know he 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 thought he was so Chad because he stole he he sold that stupid fucking uh, flamethrower that looked like all it was was a fucking a fancy uh, super soaker filled with gasoline with a lighter on the end of it. But he acted like he engineered it and it was so brilliant. All this bullshit. And it's like oh. Glad you're uh, making stuff that can really help the world. Fucking hell yeah. Well, we, a super we, soaker yeah, that, that doubles as a flamethrower. That's genius. If we ever find ourselves in a real life version of a bad sci-fi channel B movie where fucking uh, insects are all besieging us and tearing our, our flesh off our bodies and we'll have your cheap ass flamethrower we can <laughs> shoot up into the air to burn them up then that would be great. Yeah, the the uh, solar panel roadways was another one that was like, oh yeah, sounds good. But then like uh, right away, people were like, oh dude, the shit we make solar panels out, that's not gonna be able to hold up yeah. as a road. It'll just I mean, break. asphalt cracks underneath semi trucks. What do you think solar yeah. panels are gonna do? And then of course they were like, fucking no, well you're lying. And then the first, you're lying. Of course it it, it did it, it right away. Our boy uh, Evil, when he was researching the flat Earth, he just proved the. Uh, solar panel mockery our boy all right (laughs) (laughs) he comes up every once in a while he does there's only there's only one there's only room for one elon uh 
in the movie graveyard, and that's Elon Mitchell Smith. So, <laughs> beat it, Musk. I don't want to. Sm- I don't want to smell your fingers. I don't care where they've been. Smell your fingers. Yeah. Freddie got fingers. He did. We need. We need the Midwestern accent version. Freddie got fingers. Is that a Midwestern thing? Um, mm, maybe. I don't know. Or a Southern thing. Maybe. Could be a Kentucky know. thing. Not really Southern, yeah. but it's a Kentucky thing. Oh yeah. All right. So thanks for joining us. Put up with all these shenanigans. Shit like this is probably why the numbers keep going down all month, but it's like a disease and there's no cure for it. (laughs) So until next time, we'll catch you back right here in the movie graveyard. Dog. You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com.